0: We here at Azeroth Coast to Coast are dedicated to bringing you the most radical and modern options while also providing the good old-fashioned service you remember from the old days. Azeroth Coast to Coast. Brightening tomorrow, today. Hi, kids.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: How are you all doing today? Great. Good. Relatively chipper. Tired.
1: No oh, muffin.
0: Such a such a broad base of people today. Wow. Yeah, of, of, right. of, of how the day is going. Um, hmm. I'm okay with that. Um, so everybody have a good uh, month.
2: Meh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their, months it, are month just existed. <laughs> flowing into months.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so yeah. it's been a little while since we did a show. I don't think we did last time. No, we didn't. So it's no, been, uh, been just about a month since the last show. Uh, mm-hmm. It is wonderful to see everyone again in this semi-formal, not really formal at all setting. Um, so, Chris, how's your last two weeks been? How's your last month been, buddy? Um, Let's see. I...
3: Let's see, what have I done? I've worked and played Final Fantasy. That's about that's about it. Sounds about right. We've done some odd D D games, but that's about it. M- work in Final Fantasy. <laughs> and you know what? I'm glad because I now have a week off, so yay.
1: Ooh, nice. Good man.
3: Get to relax for a little bit. Not talk to humans because Do we count as
1: humans?
3: No, people online don't count as humans. Okay. Just people I have to deal with every day
0: that shout at me and are assholes that are humans. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds like a general customer service experience, yeah. Mm. Which we're both very familiar with. Yeah, fuck humans. The okay.
1: worst. So, so what do you fuck have... What do you have planned for your week off?
3: Um... Lots and lots of video games. I'm actually going to sit down and just play shit. Woohoo! <laughs> the <laughs> um, I want to finish uh, Dragon Ball Kakarot. I haven't finished that yet. And I have been told by Seth that I have to play Mass Effect, so I'm going to do that as well. But I'm also going to be leveling my Scholar at 14, so there's that. All right, all
0: That's right, all right. You got shit going on. You got shit going on. Um, Mr. Kevin.
2: Hey. Your
0: last month, buddy, what's it been like?
2: Um, Played a lot of Modern Warfare Warzone. That was number one thing that I did. Uh, mostly with you and Neff and Dougal and shout outs to other people that I've played with. Uh, Warfare. Um, Still a fun game. We'll talk about some season four changes later. And I also started playing Borderlands 3 because sometimes people aren't available to play Modern Warfare and it can suck to play with random people, as you well know.
0: Quit giving Randy pitch for money, you asshole. <laughs> you all have been like going crazy on Modern Warfare. And
2: it it's keeps fun. Me occupied for the most it's part. Fun. And you can jump in and play it, unlike some other games and <laughs> Destiny 2. Um, I mean,
0: I'm playing Destiny 2 also, but OK.
2: I mean, for me, it's a lot easier to jump in, play some games, jump out. In Destiny 2, it's like, yeah, you've got a... There's a bunch of stuff that you have to do.
0: I mean, but I you can like also... That. Well, we'll get into that later.
2: Um, but Borderlands 3 has been really fun. I think some improvements that they've made on the previous game that I'm really mm-hmm. enjoying is just the integration of the story. Um, I feel like it kind of flows from like one mission to another. The dialogue is kind of baked more into the game, so it's like as you're playing along, the dialogue's playing. They do have some cutscenes, and I know that it got a lot of flack in the beginning about, you know, you can't skip this cutscene. It's like you got to wait for the cutscene at the end and all this shit. I'm not having a problem with it, but it's my first playthrough, so, you know, not a big deal. But yeah, like... That's
0: always the problem. That's always the problem is like, those games are kind of designed to be played multiple times. Sorry, mm-hmm.
3: did you just drop your head to take a l- massive line of coke?
0: Yes,
2: that's exactly <laughs> what I did. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: sorry, audio listeners.
0: Oh,
2: um, but but uh, yeah, it's like I find myself like wanting to play the next mission. You know, like I'm playing the mission, and then like it's naturally like. When you end one mission it kind of like flows into the next one and it's like yeah now we got to do this we got to find the next you know key fragment and i'm like yeah let's go do that i'm sorry this
1: is borderland three
2: yeah yeah he's talking borderlands currently the the yeah the the story is really good um the dialogue is funny um i think they've always done a good job at that but even the side missions are like extremely well baked have scripted audio dialogue i mean Uh, like I've played some side missions that are arguably as fun as the main campaign or more fun. And I'm like all
0: of Borderlands, a lot of times the side missions were more entertaining than the main missions.
2: I I don't remember the side missions being nearly as fun or as engaging as what they have in this game. Shooting
0: (laughs) McShoot face.
2: But yeah, I really, uh, I really like it. Um, and I don't know. I wish other people were playing. it. I know uh, Seth and our friend Bill are playing it too, but they're kind of doing their own thing on a campaign no. mode. But um, yeah, yeah I, the gunplay gun is also fun. I will still not be supporting them, despite the fact that
0: I love the Borderlands franchise. I will not be supporting them still, which is very okay. sad because I love the Borderlands franchise. Absolutely love the franchise. But just all the shit that went down Prior to 3's launch, I'm just yeah, not interested at all anymore.
2: Okay. So yeah, that's what I've been doing.
0: Uh, Neff, what you been up to? Because you got a- too much shit in there.
1: <laughs> um, so much Warzone, because what the fuck have y'all done to me? Turned me into an FPS player. Um, I very happily yesterday got my Gold Sniper skin. I'm very proud of that. I've been playing Assassin's Creed Rogue. It's one of the four that I need to finish before Valhalla drops. Um, played a little bit of alpha. I need to play more. Um, I owe Carson some feedback. And I've been job hunting. Yay. And last night we had a games night with friends online. And it was stupid fucking fun. And we really need to do it on a more regular basis.
3: No, I, I genuinely agree with her. that. That was stupid amounts of fun.
1: Like we broke Chris at one point. He was laughing so hard. <laughs> it was Accurate. The best thing ever. It was so much fun.
3: Uh, I definitely red miss Sydney though. Great. Red flags is great.
1: I yeah. red flags was fun. I enjoyed um the other the Palpatine Hitler one once Secret I Palpatine. once we actually started playing it. I enjoyed it. Trying to understand because yep. I'm one of those people that trying to
0: explain the game is hard. Well, it, yes,
1: but for me, it's um, listening to the instructions. Don't always. It's not until I actually start seeing things going, and then I'm like, oh, okay,
0: it now I did, get it. It didn't help that I had a lot of confusion as I was trying to explain the rules because yes, it was the the, 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 Hed- the Hitler version. one didn't work. The Hitler one initially didn't work, so we had to use Palpatine. Yeah, the scripted version that I was running didn't load in for everyone for some reason, but the other version that Chris had worked perfectly fine for Secret Palpatine, but the problem is that Secret Palpatine is just a skin, and it doesn't clearly lay out like very clearly what each role is. So there was a little bit of confusion in explaining it.
3: Yeah, because Chancellor is... Initially, we thought Chancellor was different from what Chancellor is, and
0: we thought they were the other way around, but we got there. But we got there eventually, yeah. Um, but yeah, we played a couple of rounds of that, and we had some more fun.
2: I, by the way, I never played a hidden roll game before like that, and I actually thought it was interesting. They're
0: really fun. Like
3: if I have a get, couple of other head and roll games. I've got one that's for five people called Resistance. Resistance is really good.
0: Resistance is really, really, f- Resistance Koo, is really fun. Two is also very good.
3: I, the, the good thing about Resistance, though, is it's very... There's not a lot to work with, so it's very easy to just kind of throw people in and pick it up. If I remember
0: correctly, Koo is by the exact same people who did Resistance. I think it is, yes. Yeah. Um, both like very that, fun hidden role games.
1: I like that other one that we've played before, too. Um, we didn't play it last night because it was getting too late. But, um trail. Yeah, I enjoy that one. And the trail I wa- is fantastic. And I want to, at some point, play that one that you were talking about, Gav, that I think you and Chris played together, like just the two of you. Oh, Fog um, of
0: love.
1: Fog yeah, of love I, was, was I was gonna say it was something about relationships and it looked interesting yeah. when you two were playing it.
0: Yeah. It's a romantic comedy in a box. <laughs> yes,
3: it's a gr- it's 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 a really, really fun little rom com, but it's it's a case of you can kind of just jump in and learn it because the first game you play is a
0: full tutorial. Yeah.
3: It's really oh good. really?
1: Oh that's actually yeah, yeah, very- cool. That's the very
0: first time you play it takes about twenty to thirty minutes to play, and it's an, it's the entirety of learning the game. There is some interpretation of the rule set uh, that you'll need to work on uh, because the it, like any board game, the rules are not perfectly crystal clear every single time. Yeah, um, so there is a little bit of learning curve associated with it, but overall, it's a it's it. The tutorial is one of the best tutorials I have ever played. And I have played a lot of board
3: games. No, 100%. For a board game, the tutorial for Fog of Love was absolutely fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It was very clear on every. Because obviously, Gav had played it before. I had never played it before. And I picked things up very quickly just because of how in- intuitive the tutorial was.
1: See, I haven't played a lot of the board games, like even the, the bigger ones, because I don't really have friends locally that are into that sort of thing. So, getting to play these through Tabletop Simulator is fucking awesome, because I want to find them, but...
0: I would strongly suggest there's almost every city that I have ever been in has at least one board game cafe, or one uh, like comic shop kind of hobby shop that does board game stuff. So, I would strongly suggest going in and taking a look at their schedule, because a lot of times those places are super friendly. Like, if you, especially if you want to learn how to play some of these games, or you want to expand out uh, which, into playing other board games, it's which
1: great. in theory, or if you're an extrovert, is a great idea. But a introvert and B social anxiety, so hard pass. Now There's... the introvert
0: portion, everybody else is an introvert generally as yeah. well. Yeah, okay, yeah, we're all introverts. Yeah, um, the social anxiety thing. Eh, I've actually spoken to people that have said that like the social anxiety, it can help with their social anxiety, but every person is different, so. Yes. Um, one Everybody thing else, yeah, I,
3: want, I want us to try uh, in the near future if not today possibly Um, Pandemic.
0: Yes, I would love to play
3: Pandemic with you all. It is a fantastic okay. game.
1: So you loaded that at one point last night. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Pandemic was a board game. Uh, like I knew it's like a video um, game. It's
0: from like the, 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 the board use, game.
3: The board game was first. The video game came second.
1: Well, no, I'm. Is Pandemic the video game or is. There is pan, there is a
0: Pandemic, a, the board game
3: video game. I'm, I'm
1: thinking Plague Inc. is what I'm thinking of.
0: Plague Inc. came after
1: yes. Pandemic. Okay. Pandemic was first. But no, I want
0: I'm us actually, to play Pandemic. Um, I'm actually looking. Oh, actually, uh, Pandemic was actually only first introduced in 2008. Felt like it was much older. So, oh, Pandemic the board game only came out in 2008 But the thing is That like Pandemic and Plague ink Are kind of two sides of a different coin
3: Yeah Because Pandemic you're trying to save the world Plague ink, you're trying to kill
0: everyone <laughs> Yeah Plague Inc you are trying to take over the world As a virus or a disease or whatever And Pandemic Or fake news, or fake news. But Pandemic you're actually playing as a team of researchers Attempting to stop the world from ending Because of
1: Oh okay Okay. It's a very
0: fun game. Um, it does take a little bit of getting used to, but it's a fantastic game. Um, yeah. me myself, um, of course, I did some board game stuff with y'all last night, uh, some jackbox, some board games, some stuff like that. Um, playing a lot of Hearthstone with Ashes of Outland having come out, and with uh some more stuff that's going on with that. Uh playing Warzone, of course, with Chris and with Kevin and Neff and Elby and Daniel and some other folks, and Dougal, um, you know, hot dog, those folks. Uh, and I played some Destiny 2 once the new season dropped. Uh, I still have not complete, completely gotten my way through the introductory seasonal quest. Um, I probably still won't finish up the season pass for this one, but um, yeah, the season's shaping up to be a little bit better than the last two, so uh, we can only wait and see how it ends up going.
3: Yeah. Oh, one wow. other thing. I, I've been playing um, TFT, Teamfight Tactics on League been playing that on my phone it's really fun
0: you do you boo it's like like it, the games are like 20 minutes so i can get that done during my break and get yeah, a game in. Uh, that's that's like that's me in battlegrounds i can play battlegrounds i can play a game of battlegrounds during my lunch and i can play like a round of regular constructed during a round or two of constructed during my breaks so it, it works out really well yeah um
1: Oh, I have one other piece of news, not for the past few weeks, but for the next few weeks. So our restrictions here have been lifted a little bit, so the potato might be getting upgraded sooner than we thought. I mean, <laughs> because... we, tried,
0: we tried to help you.
1: <laughs> no, because Adam can come over and build it. He like <laughs> We're allowed to expand beyond just your house now. So Adam's able to actually come over and get the parts and build it. And that was part of the problem. Like, not like Adam and I live together. We're just friends. We're just going to ship you the
0: damn parts, though.
2: I, I really hope yourself. that he, he like, forces you to, like, watch him build it so you can learn no, how to no, build it no. yourself.
0: He needs to force her to actually build it. No. no.
1: Raiden's building it with him.
2: No, spawn. You the, spawn, the, spawn it.
1: the spawn is building it with him.
2: You need to be the one that builds it, now Oh, so that he can build your next PC now? Sure.
0: Drag him I back mean, from school to you... help build your <laughs> computer for getting,
3: you. Get, in fairness, getting the spawn to do it is probably a better idea. Let's be honest.
0: Uh, yes. No, everyone should learn how to put together slot A into piece B, Okay.
1: Um, thank you very much. Um, I can do that with IKEA stuff. I don't need to do it with computer hardware.
3: I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure she probably would have done that. Birds it's and not that as well. Hard.
0: It's
2: really not.
1: I do have a spawn. <laughs>
0: Hilarious feedback. Uh,
1: Gmail, nothing. Not even any amusing spam for me to talk about this week. So I was kind of sad. <laughs>
2: okay. Twitter, nothing. We need to start using that. Discord. Daz-cord. We have a lively Discord community that talks about stuff. Come join us.
0: Whoa! Come join us. Whoa. I would like guess- to say
1: our Discord community is much more lively than Kevin, who has no inflection to his <laughs> voice and is part robot. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, our Discord Code community component. is uh, does 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 uh, do its thing and does keep itself entertained. Um, I am trying and I've said this before but I'm trying to be more interactive with the Discord cuz I have a bad habit of just getting online and playing games by myself cuz that's just who I am. Um but I'm trying to be more interactive and lively with the folks. So um this goes for anybody that's already in the Discord just if you see me online just shout. I will be happy to say hello and play some games. If y'all want to. And we have the voice channels for
3: a reason people. Go. Yeah. All yeah, but you,
1: you should turn on the thing too that shows when you're playing stuff because a lot of the times it looks like you're AFK and I know you're really there because you know you and I are in Warzone, but it shows that you're on Discord, it'll show that you're away and not playing anything. So, no,
0: it'll just say that I'm not bored, you're bored because that's my custom message.
2: Um, there was some feedback from listener Vincent Minucci who mm-hmm. posted a long thing mostly about himself, <laughs> which is I mean, that like Vince. Like Vince. That's, that, that
0: sounds like Vince. That sounds <laughs> like Vince. Uh, <that. laughs>
2: um, but yeah, I mean, come talk about stuff. There was a lot of discussions in general gaming this week about different games that came out and different games that got delayed and helped to kind of highlight some news articles that we'll talk about later in the show. So um, your feedback does matter.
3: We do listen unlike certain mm-hmm. AAA game companies.
2: And it's been That's a month, hard. and there's been I know right? <laughs> listeners. There's been listeners from around the world, mostly from the U.S., Canada, U.K., India, and Ireland. So, um, welcome Indian listeners who are listening from India. Thanks for participating and listening to the show. We, we would love to hear from people.
3: you. We apologize if we offend.
2: Please write us at things that we'll mention later. <laughs> Feedback at Azeroth (laughs)
3: feedback
2: at (laughs) AzerothCTC.com or AzerothCTC on Twitter. Kevin's
1: like, ah, it's Gav's job. He does the outro. I don't know what the fuck it is.
2: Yeah, Um, it's something.
0: India. Namaste and Namaskar. There you go. You just Googled that, didn't you? Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did, indeed, 100%, Just Google. That.
2: <laughs> but it sounded genuine. Now it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Thanks, Chris. Asshole. <laughs> Way to blow thanks, up the scene, dumbass. Yeah. I
3: mean, Fuck off. Come, on. <laughs> come on,
2: Chris. Fuck off, you asshole. All
0: right. So
1: and in I case we, we can... haven't mentioned it, we're horrible people.
0: <laughs> yes, we, we are, are like, the worst. Hey, I know we've got a lot of shit we're going to go over in gaming, so we. <laughs> probably should go ahead and start talking about that at this point, so <laughs> we actually get through all the news this week that we wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot. Yeah, there is a lot. Um, I think we're and forty five minutes in, so yeah, we should probably go ahead and just shoot down into the news. Um, who wants to go ahead and take care of that first uh, piece of WoW stuff? Oh, there.
3: Um, so there was a new uh, Shadowlands alpha build went up for testing for the alpha testers today. Uh, build three four uh, not today. Uh, recently, uh, three four eight two one. Um, And there's a lot of interesting. There's a lot of cool stuff on here. We've got new loading screens for some of the zones. We've finally got some of the map art for dungeons. uh, New items, updates to professions. Um, It may this this one may seem like um, insignificant, but for warrior players, y'all gonna be happy. Single minded fury is back. Some warriors will be happy. Some warrior players will be happy. Uh, I know our warrior, Energil, is extremely happy. He, and I know I'm extremely happy. I prefer Single-Minded over Titan's Grip. I think it looks better. I think it feels better. So yeah, Single-Minded Fury is back for you warrior players. Be happy. Still waiting for that... Um, Still waiting for uh, Gladstone's to come back. Miss my Glad warrior.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. <laughs>
3: Do you not... Oh, Kevin, you're a War Wars baby. You might not even remember Gladstance too much. I
1: was going to say, I don't think they were a thing anymore uh, Glad- when he joined. No, stance
0: Gladstar, I do
3: was Gladstance was in was WOD. War- but was um but Kevin wasn't a warrior. Kevin only yeah, had his brief.
0: Yeah. Kevin didn't Gladier look at any stance other classes. Was, stance was a mix of defensive and offensive talents, basically. Mm-hmm. It was like being kind of like a bear slash kitty. Or... It's- like an arms warrior slash. Yes. Uh, yes and
3: no. Yes and no. You lost essentially any. You lost your crit immunity. You lost a lot of your tanking shit just to make you a pure DPS.
0: But you kept your shield. You kept a the shield. shield. and yeah, one hander bill.
3: Gladstone was sh- was a sword and board DPS.
0: It was a. It was very much a sort of PvP kind of spec slash off tank in a dungeon kind of. Things. Yeah, Like, if you're running it. a hard mythic, you could do that, like, for a couple of seconds to kind of take pressure.
3: So, uh, you, if you were running as a glad stance DPS, you could take your glad stance off. You couldn't put it back on,
0: though.
3: If the tank kicked the bucket, you could take your, gladi- your gladiator stance off and just start tanking. But, like, if you're the main tank, and if, if you're if in a raid, if you're, like, the off tank, you couldn't jump between glad and off, which was, you know. But at f- for the very start of Warlords, Gladiator stance was actually the top DPS for Warriors. Yeah, I, I missed Gladiator stance—it was fun. It was interesting. It was a nice little quirk. So yeah, but we're we're at least getting single mini fury back for Warriors, and I'm I'm glad about that because I never understood why they would why they took that away in the first place.
0: Okay, so these anima talents are actually looking really interesting. There's a yes, they one- are. There's a paladin one that now means that now makes Divine Shield protect everyone in your party. Yes. That's bullshit. Kind of That's kinda of bullshit. Imagine you're in a fucking uh PvP arena. Yeah. You're in an arena I was more and... thinking
3: PvE wise. Imagine that for Mythic Plus.
0: Yeah, just shield everybody during an unavoidable phase so that you can just go ahead and continue DPS. Try to get yep. some try to get a boss through a phase before something happens and you just Yeah. Divine Shield the party through the uh, wipe mechanic.
3: Some of these anima, ta- some of these anima talents are quite interesting. I I, say, I still say overall I do not like borrowed power, but
0: there some of them are very interesting. Uh, oh my God! Thread of beads on paladin. Your next five mm-hmm. lay on hands have no cooldown. Yep, that's hilarious. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, let's okay. see
3: the. There's a Hunter one that I found kind of crazy. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Is uh, it one of the older ones? I think it was one of the older ones. I can't find it on this build because nothing's changed on it. Uh, there is a there is an interesting Hunter one. Uh, I'll try and look it up.
0: Yeah. So there's just a lot of really interesting stuff going on. Uh, so it's going to be... There's ups and downs so far with the
3: alpha. Yeah. There's things I like, there's things I can't stand. But so far it's it's it's, it's looking to be a decent expansion. Still waiting uh, uh, yeah, still waiting for things.
2: Neth, have you played more alpha?
1: I said i played yes, some.
0: She, she said she did.
1: Literally in my what I've done in the past few weeks, I've done some alpha. <laughs>
3: Anything on there that that you found interesting of the past few weeks or um, weird?
1: So mostly all I've done because I really haven't been on and played as much just because the whole job hunting thing. If I'm on the if I'm on the actual computer, I typically am job hunting because yeah, being unemployed in the middle of a plague. Um, but when I've gotten on Alpha, I've been running around and just kind of exploring the new zones that they added. They added um, I'm horrible with names. Um, they added the fairy one. And <laughs> Carrie's going to fucking disown me. Um, The Ardenweald, that was it. And they added another entire zone, which I haven't explored yet, but I ran around Ardenweald exploring everything and did kind of some of the starter quests. And it's my new favorite zone right now. because It's fucking gorgeous, and the fairies are funny.
3: Cool. I'm quite excited for Ardenweald. It does look pretty cool. Um, we have had uh, some major class changes compared to some other classes uh, on the Alpha recently. Uh, mm-hmm. The biggest mm-hmm. changes came to Shaman enhancement and Elemental. Those are prim- primarily enhancement. Elemental did get some redesigns. Um, the big change is that they're re- losing the Rock Biter, um, and their new, newly redesigned Maelstrom stacks will be going from five to ten. And uh, Wind Fury's radius, rather than just essentially being for melee, is gonna, going to go and work for everyone because it's going up to thirty-yard range. Um, mm-hmm. Frost, uh, Frost Shock, and Flame Shock, their cooldowns will now be shortened based on haste. Which I think it used to do that, and it was removed, and now it's now it's back. That's a nice little change. Um, and f- uh, Feral Spirits—they'll grant immediate stacks of Maelstrom. As well as additional stacks for the duration. Um, it looks it it looks like they're moving further away, much more further away from the build spend system that enhancement has right now, which is fucking great because it's always feels clunk. It's it's always felt kind of clunky when they moved to the build spend system. Um, we're back to core cooldown abilities, which I'm quite happy about. If you've played shaman. Uh, if you play Shaman and Cataclysm, we're essentially going back to Cataclysm, Shaman.
0: Um, I think we need to riot, though, because they're removing flame and frost ward. Fire and frost ward. From, From ages? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's time to riot. Just get fucking in there. Just yell at Blizzard. We just got them back. Now they're going away again. But I mean, they're, it's fair because they said that it did kind of overlap with the other barriers, which just 100 percent makes sense. So
3: Yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of redundant.
0: It is very redundant. Like you're only going to use that during a very specific sort of uh, instance, and it's good that they're trying to pare it and keep it very, keep it necessary. Mm-hmm. You don't want the full bloat. No one truly wants the full bloat back. No, no, we don't want the full blow back, but we would like a little bit of blow. But this yeah. that
3: the 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 flavor. the, the wards that was a bit too much. I still stand by the fact that I want them to bring back as many of the old buffs as they can. Yes. I would love to see Mark of the Wild back. I would love to see um I can't remember what the warlock one was called.
1: Underwater warlock, breathing. Or...
0: No, the one that gave them
1: <laughs> spell power.
0: Oh, uh, the not their warlock armor. Oh, I was warlock armor. Nope, the one that
3: gave everyone spell power. It was it was the mage equivalent. If you didn't have a mage, you could use it with a warlock. Oh, arcane barrier or something like that. No, so arcane back, intelligence. Back, back in the day, no. every single class essentially had a buff
0: mm-hmm.
3: that would cover the old main buffs, like yeah, or the secondary
0: buff characters. Yeah,
3: yeah. So like priests would be the ones that would. Primarily, gave oh, was the uh,
0: Fellstalker
2: that gave that buff.
3: No, no, so, yeah, so it was the Imp that gave that buff. Imp that gave, gave the it, health yeah. buff, but the Warlocks also had a cast one that gave the intellect, like Mages did, and I can't remember what it was called. I'm pretty certain um, that was actually
0: just Fell Hunter gave the intellect.
3: No, 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 Warlocks actually had it. It was a purple icon. I remember it. Um, I want them to bring back as many of those as they can, so that we don't have to worry about. Oh, we don't have a priest, therefore we are gimping ourselves. That would well be really they s- have potions oh. for
2: that too.
3: They have scrolls for that, but they don't give the full effect. So you're
0: still better to bring a priest. Yeah, no. Um, well, um that was so fell hunter was MP5. Yep. Uh so yeah, the old the pre-cataclysm, no, it was intellect. Pre-cataclysm, it gave intellect. So it was int and spirit. So yeah, that's what you're talking about. It was the Fell Hunter buff. I swear they had one that they just did themselves. Mm-mm. I don't remember.
3: I swear! Having- I swear that. it back in Wrath. I, I swear that. it back in Wrath.
0: I played a warlock for quite a while, and I don't remember them having a casted thing for that.
3: I'm double checking because I swear they did. It's fine. Knock yourself anyway. out.
2: Anyway,
3: No, no, you can you continue. I'm double checking. You continue. Dark, yeah. dark intent. That in- uh, increases not... m- increasing spell power by ten percent and multi strike chance by five percent for whatever. Yeah,
0: that's from like Cataclysm with multi strike. I would say. Yeah, that's the one that replaced the Felhunter buff after Cataclysm.
3: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They they had those. They had they had the equivalent because uh, the yeah, mage they... one, the mage one and the and that one never
0: stacked because they were the same buff. Yeah, well then they, that got removed in Legion, but it was added in Cata and removed in Legion.
3: Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I want them to bring as like as many of those back as they can. Cause I think they're great. I think a little bit of if they're gonna give the buffs out, you know, don't make us have to have a priest.
0: None of our healers like priests. No no one wants to play Shadow because it's kind of garbage. Shadow's garbage in classic, yeah. You
3: no, know, Shadow's kinda of garbage to play. It might be good number wise, but it's kinda of garbage to play, it's not fun. <laughs> Uh,
0: is it still using the void cooldown rotation? Yep. Oh, I didn't mind that at all. Really, didn't bother me. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say lovey. Um. So, also uh, in WoW related stuff, they did issue a bandwave for classic. Uh, over seventy-four thousand accounts were banned recently. I believe it was yeah. only a couple of days ago. Um. And Blizzard has stated that the majority of those banned were botters, were bots. So um it's good to see them keeping up on their warden uh that's gonna be about it um as reported by pc gamer they uh did uh, issue a small statement about it as well too so uh, we will link that in the show notes if y'all want to take a look at that um diablo 3 news season 20 is ending shortly um and, or if, if it's not already over at this point and uh no real new diablo 4 news at this point
3: which really sad. I want to hear more.
2: <laughs> um, Have you been keeping up with the development updates? Have they been? They were supposed to be doing that like monthly or quarterly or something. I haven't. Been, I think it's supposed to be quarterly. It was quarterly,
0: yeah. yeah.
3: They haven't done a new one.
2: Yeah, I haven't.
0: I haven't looked really, to be honest. Um, so. Just a uh, real quick Hearthstone news. Uh, Trial by Fellfire, the Ashes of Outlands solo adventure. So week two of the Ashes of Outlands Fell Festival um, is out. It is the solo adventure. Uh, in it, you'll be playing Arana Starseeker, uh, Elise's crafty and plucky younger sister, um, on an adventure through Outlands, uh, eventually culminating in becoming a demon hunter. Um, it's fun. There are a couple of very frustrating fights in it. I've already finished it. Um, there are a couple of very frustrating, intensely frustrating fights, but overall, it was, it was real fun. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, uh, the
3: solo adventure, does that require purchase, or is it just something that's built in? I believe the solo adventure is just built in, if I okay. remember. But I, then you, to get uh, Arana as a hero, you have to purchase.
0: Arana just, is... Yeah, that's the next thing I was going to talk about. So Arana Starseeker is also being uh, introduced into the game as the alternate Demon Hunter portrait um, for the Demon Hunter hero class. Uh, She is available in the shop for a in a $19 and 99 cent bundle, a $20 bundle, uh, which does include 20 Ashes of Outlands packs, which is the most recent expansion. Um, a card back and the hero. So, I mean, it's a really good value. Uh, That's super good, because you're essentially just buying packs. the packs. Yeah, you're getting 20 card packs for a buck a pop, so you're getting them at a discount anyways. Uh, you're also getting a card back and a hero. So, it's not a bad deal. I mean, if you're playing Standard right now, Standard's actually really entertaining. Um, Wild's a little bit boring, uh, and Battlegrounds is real fun. But, I mean, you're if you're playing Battlegrounds, you're spending your 20 bucks on a, battle, a tavern pass, so... Uh, But yeah, I mean, if you're playing standard, uh, the $20 bundle is a really good price. It's a really, really good price. Very reasonable. Yep. Um, Nerfs are abound. Uh, Demon Hunters have now been nerfed twice in the last two weeks, I believe. Uh, And it still might not be enough. They're still ridiculous. Um, The nerf they took um, actually unintentionally assisted them in the Wild Ladder. So yeah. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Odd Demon Hunter is back in the wild ladder. So
2: yeah, fan
0: fucking um, I'm having so much fun grinding up
2: wild right now. Grinding the wild sounds, It sounds so- like they're not thinking through those changes well enough. If they're having to like... They are.
3: They are. The thing is, I think it's a case of... The same, same as in Wild. before they split PvE and PvP stuff,
0: you nerf one, you're going to f- affect the other. So yeah. they're nerfing standard, but it's affecting wild. So just a real quick talk about that. Um, so when Demon Hunter launched, they had a card called Skull of Gul'dan. Um, Skull of Gul'dan was a five mana spell that drew three cards. <clears throat> but if you cast it with its outcast, um, with its outcast condition, which means it's either the furthest left card in your hand or the furthest right card in your hand, all three of those cards you drew had their cost reduced by three. So wow. it was cost reduction, and it was a shitload of card draw for a very efficient price, and it was a core card in Wild Demon Hunter, Wild Odd Demon Hunter. Um, Odd uh, comes from Witchwood, which was a couple, which was last year. Um, mm-hmm. There were two cards printed in Witchwood. There was Gen main, which was the even card, which stated that uh, at the beginning of the game, if all the cards in your deck are even costs or even costed, reduce the cost of your hero power by one. Or reduce the cost of your hero power to one. Okay, and then there was Baku the Moon Eater, which stated is the odd card. It stated um, at the beginning of the game, if your deck consists of only odd cost cards, imp- uh, get an improved hero power. Well, everybody already had all these things built into it, and when Demon Hunter was introduced, they added a odd power for Demon Hunter. They they supported this older card with it. Problem is, is that Demon Hunter's hero power already costs one mana. Yeah, it's already set at one. It's already set at one. So even didn't do anything. But odd, the hero power stayed at one cost and it was now doubled in damage. Demon Hunter hero power is one mana, gain one attack on your hero until the end of turn. Well, the odd power is now spend one mana, get two attack on your hero per turn. Now that puts your opponent on a 15 turn timer just if you were punching them in the face alone. 15-turn timer. Add in the fact that Demon Hunter has a lot of really aggressive cards that you can just empty your hand with, you can get people down reasonably quick. And then if you top-deck or have a copy of Skull of Gul'dan in your hand, guess what? You're just refilling your hand with even more cards. Well, they nerfed that card a while back, and they made it a 6-mana cost card, so it no longer was an odd-cost card. Um, It could not be played in an odd deck. And that kind of killed odd demon hunter as a deck archetype because they couldn't refill their hand efficiently enough. Well, <laughs> this nerf to a card called second, uh, called, uh, Ooh, sweeping strike or something like that. Um, which is, which was a zero mana card that said, um, give your hero one attack this turn, add a second slice card to your hand, which yeah. was a, another zero cost card. That said, give your hero one attack this turn. Well, they nerfed that card. It is now, it nerfed and buffed it. It's now a one-mana card that say, that states, give your hero two attack this turn and add a second slice to your hand. Second slice now states, give your hero two attack. So they increased the mana cost, and they also, at the same time, buffed the damage of the card, which, guess what, now makes that card super competitive because it's four mm-hmm four damage for two mana on two separate cards they did it to nerf the altruist interaction which i'm not going to get into like the whole altruist interactions but they did that specifically to kind of nerf the ultras interactions and they unintentionally have kind of made odd demon hunter a thing again so it's just funny there's a lot of moving parts and it's very hard to balance all those moving parts yeah um but Besides that, they buffed Shaman, but Shaman is still, like, bottom of the barrel for the standard ladder. So, yay! For shamans. Yeah, poor, poor Shaman. Um, I'm done talking about Hearthstone. You all can put your headphones back in. I enjoyed that.
1: I was listening. I don't understand 90% of what you're talking about, but I was listening.
0: It's okay. Uh, Chris, I think you had some hero stuff to talk about, right? Yes, I do. So, two things for heroes. First
3: off, um, we're getting a new hero. Uh, and she is an Overwatch hero joining the Nexus. We are getting May the Climatologist. Uh, May will be a aggressive and survive pure, purely survival built around tank, um, with really interesting abilities. So she has a a active trait uh, called Cryo Freeze. May will encase herself in ice uh, ra- um, and a rapidly decaying shield. Uh, and while active, uh, this shield will grant her unstoppable and restore thirty-five percent of her maximum health. Uh, so it's okay. very, very.
0: Jane has fun. ice block. I go all over again.
3: his ice block, but this, uh, but this time it's on a forty-second cooldown, and she has it from from get go. That's bullshit. <laughs> well, she's a tank. She's 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 needs survivability. So bullshit. Um, <laughs> her basic abilities, her Q is Snowblind. You throw a snowball that hits all enemies in the area. Uh, they will take damage and be slowed by 35%, and they are blinded for 1.5 seconds. Uh, it's on a 10-second cooldown. Uh, her blizzard is her W. Uh, you th- uh, you command snowball to create a blizzard in the targeted location for 2 seconds. Enemies within the blizzard will take damage uh, every 0.25 seconds and are slowed by 7%. Uh, stack into a total of thirty-five, and when Blizzard ends, enemies will take a decent amount of damage and be stunned for one point two five
0: seconds on a fourteen-second cooldown. Okay, so it's a slow. It's a slow with a micro stun and damage attached to it. Yes, and she already has an ability that also slows and blinds.
3: <laughs> um, icing is her E. Uh, she will slide quickly to a target uh, in a targeted direction. Uh, when this effect ends, nearby enemies uh, will be knocked back and takes a small amount of damage, and will be slowed by eighty percent. On a, f- uh, they will will decay over one point five seconds, and it's on a fourteen second cooldown. If if you have me on your team, you ain't be, you ain't gonna be moving a lot of people. <clears throat> um, sorry, the enemies ain't gonna be moving a lot. So she has two heroics, just like everyone else. Um, her heroic abilities are Avalanche uh after 0.5 seconds uh you will roll a giant snowball that will consume all enemies and their and your and its path at the end of its path the snowball crumbles and releases the heroes dealing a decent amount of damage and stunning them for 0.5 seconds per hero
0: consumed okay so it's literally tusks alt
3: yes
2: from dota it's literally yes, it's
3: literally salt, salt it's, from, from dota. it's yeah.
2: really interesting if there's a team that's rushing you you can just ball them all just, up and yeah, take them away
3: that's the thing with this that's the thing with assault though is it, it can be used as a really solid engage
0: but it can be yeah. used as a really solid disengage so you can it it does it i'm assuming it also allows does it allow picking up uh, new, uh, friendly heroes as well, just like tusks. No, no uh, not the Doesn't basic ability. Like I'm
3: gonna double check the level twenty version. Uh, let's have a look. Where is it? Where is it? R one. Uh, no, the level the twenty the twenty storm ability is just reduces the cooldown of avalanche. And while traveling, avalanche cons- uh, constantly launches a volley of untalented snowblind snowballs ahead of itself. Jesus fucking Christ.
2: Nerf incoming.
3: She'll probably get nerfed, but let's be honest, every hero that comes to the Nexus
2: gets OP get
3: and then gets nerfed.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
3: Uh, her second ultimate ability is Ice Wall. So after a 0.75 second delay, uh, you create an impassable wall that traps enemy heroes hit by it for uh, 2.5 seconds. When this wall expires, the trapped heroes are slowed for 75%, decaying over 3 seconds. That's on a 90 second cooldown.
0: Okay, Tassadar
2: Well yeah. I would say
3: okay Tassadar but this one actually consumes
2: the heroes and traps the other one just stunned and stopped in it. And then they're slowed afterwards.
3: Um as a point, every single one of May's ability either has a slow or stun attached to it.
2: Crazy. That's bullshit. Yeah, it is bullshit. (laughs)
3: um she's does, going to be extre- and as as we're talking about this oh, the overwatch music is playing in the background for <laughs> for, for the podcast Chris, so does
2: does the um does her her standard attack is it ranged or is it melee uh
3: ranged she'll be shooting from her little ice gun she's another ranged uh tank so uh, another Zyra well Zyra's a support now actually so never mind hmm um, but no, I I'm quite interested to see how this is gonna just fuck up the mate. I imagine in ranked games she's gonna get banned a
0: lot until she gets some nerfs, or until people figure out that it like a divey sort of mobile comp is gonna be the way to go.
3: Well, you say that, but cryo
2: freeze her passive. Yeah, this her is not are... good for divey comps. Like, oh no, if divey, divey comps divey will get murdered by her.
0: No, because well, no, you have to remember that like divey comp, you jump in, you. You either focus her you focus her down until she has to pop cryo block. Because if you get her down low enough, she has to stay in for the full duration. But you if you think out.
3: about it, that's the way all she has to do is throw Blizzard and cryo freeze. Everyone's yeah, gonna be in on top of her, and then they're all gonna get stunned.
0: But the thing is, dive cops do tend to rely very heavily on stuns. So You go in, you dive her, you pop her, and then her team all of a sudden is dealing with four or five other people who are very highly mobile and bouncing around. You've got your tracers, you've got your Falsteads, you've got your people like that that are in and out all over the place. Or you have a Stukov that... uh, Can knock her away. Tentacle arms her back to the base while the rest of her team is left trying to engage with you without all their stuns and stuff. I do
3: agree. Stukov is going to be a very good counter to her. I 100% the, agree on the that. The thing,
2: the thing that I think is bullshit about her cryo freeze ability is that it, you know, it stops any da- stops her from taking any damage, and she gains up to 35% of her max health. Why is that not based on how much damage she takes? That. Like, it needs to be based on how much damage she takes. Like, I that's think how it the, usually works for other characters.
3: I think well, for I've the first iteration of her, though, they're they're kind of taking from Overwatch for the cryo-freeze. For the first iteration... Jaina's
2: works.
0: works the exact same way. She goes immune, and she nothing happens to her. She is immune for the duration. Yeah, but she
2: she walk. goes immune and restores health at the same time, which is bullshit. Jaina's
0: doesn't
3: restore health, in fairness. Jana's does not. And you yeah. can't actually heal Jana either while she's in it. She's completely immune.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, I wish it said gains unstoppable grants a shield i'm fine with that but it should only restore health if she's taking damage like convert mitigated damage into health versus just magically get 35% of your health back
3: could you imagine a kill fast pyro bombing her and just cryo and she just cryo freezing that
2: yeah that's it well she's going to be able to block that completely and get 35% of her health back
3: i mean Crazy. tracer can already do that
2: yeah, I think it's too it sounds way overpowered.
3: I mean, no one's denying that she's going to be overpowered. No one's denying that. <laughs> I think she's definitely going to get a many nerfs when she comes out. Um I don't think the health risk restoration is as bad as you're making out purely because she is a tank. She is designed to be in the front line and taking damage. There are many tanks that are that are like that that, that are in the front line and take shit tons of damage and can pop something and become instantly healed. Malganis, uh, Leoric. It's uh, it's a part yeah. of tank design. To be fair,
2: the dwarf guy.
3: Muradin is awkward. the worst for it. He yeah. jumps out and doesn't take damage the for five seconds. <laughs> Muradin's the worst for it. He 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 has second wind as his trait, and he can talent in to make it third wind, which gives him practically his entire health pool back in like ten se- like five seconds.
2: Mm-hmm. And he has an activatable D.
3: Exactly. Give him the D. You're gross. You're gross. <laughs> um, but I think like instant health pops or a crap ton of health just by a, by a cooldown ability isn't out of the norm for heroes when it comes to their tank design. Uh,
0: who is it that also has that? Um, Rag has something like that, but not completely. His um,
3: yeah, his Q gives heal, but it doesn't stasis. When he go, his passive he can become a terror, and he doesn't take uh, like Ragnaros form doesn't take damage, but Mega Rag does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what? Who else we've got? Uh, uh, uh who I was thinking of. Cho'Gall, yes, yeah. League of Legends. No, no, Cho, I'm thinking Cho'Gath. Jesus,
0: Kogal yeah. has a uh, has a self heal where he goes into the molten core thingamajig and he
3: Uh yes, yes he does
0: yeah. um, him, like that. But it doesn't um, give unity. I think it just gives him. I don't think it
3: gives it him. It does does give him you know, I don't know if it still does, but it definitely used to. Okay, but yeah, it might uh, not still do it. Enough hots talk. Um, next no, Yeah, next mania uh so people remember from uh i think it was last year nexomania uh was what was their summer event and it is returning uh we will get much more wrestling based skins we'll have the quest stuff that we had uh have come back uh nexomania loot chests uh new bundles new mounts and the mounts look great by the way <laughs> I want those mounts.
1: I will say, yeah. as someone who has zero interest in playing heroes, those mounts are freaking adorable.
2: Yep. Um like anyone who remembers with, the neck ex- Chicken with muscles. Chicken, chicken with, with muscles, with human muscles arms. and
3: arms. Boxing gloves. It looks amazing.
2: I, and a rat.
3: Yeah, uh, but Lily is getting an Exomania skin. Uh Imperatus and Malganus are Imperius. getting an Exomania. Imperius, that's what I meant. Thank you. Uh, they are getting uh, Nexomania skins uh, yeah it looks like it's going to be another really good event Nexomania was fantastic last time and I'm looking forward to it again
0: yep. alright um, none of us really play Overwatch anymore so no real news for us there StarCraft, no real news for us there um, finally just kind of getting onto to the Activision Blizzard type of things, Kevin, I think you
2: were going to talk about some of this the last one? Yeah. If you'd like to, you can. Um yeah, so Modern Warfare season four came out. Uh there is a new operator, Captain Price.
0: who um, Played Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 will recognize. Yep. Uh
2: there's a bunch of like different changes that have come out for the game. I think notably in Warzone, um, there's a bunch of new guns on the ground, which are pretty you know, new ones. Yes, replaces the old ones. Um, And they've made some changes to the game. There's a new contract type, um, Most Wanted, that's kind of like actually in the game now instead of just like in there for a few days and then taken out immediately. Um, Or a day and then taken out immediately. (laughs) Yeah, so basically what happens is you pick up this contract. Everyone on the entire map can see your location, so they can go hunt you if they want to. Um, but no, if you survive, really you have the ability to resurrect your entire team and bring them back to life, which is super cool if you're kind of the last man standing.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I've done um, a couple of times with you all at this point. Yeah. You've done a couple yeah. of times.
2: Which has been fun. Um, there was also an event that they did briefly where it was called Prison Break, and everyone who was in the Gulag magically came out and, and responded. was Fire Sail. Uh, fire sale! everything... At the buy station was cheaper and
0: kill streaks and armor on and armor and armor kits were cheaper everything else was normal price but
1: um, no not the, true
2: they they also did free self revives yeah i
1: was going to say self revives were free
2: yeah that was pretty cool um i watched a video earlier today where someone waited for a fire sale and then bought like 18 uavs and popped them all at the same time, and the UAV lasted for like eight minutes. <laughs> they just went around the map and murdered people. Jesus Christ!
0: <laughs> um, so, also yeah. on that uh, season four note, uh, they've for this weekend they have removed quads and they've added realism quad realism battle royale. Much to the chagrin of the community, uh, realism battle royale is minimal HUD. So you basically have like an R, like an, like a health bar, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. on the HUD um, there's no mini map uh, you do not see your party on your screen you have to open the map to look for them unless you are like standing by each other um, headshots are increased damage so it's pretty much a guaranteed kill on a headshot any headshot um, wow. and a couple of other things are active on it as well and uh, predictably the community is very upset about it
2: Yeah, and Plunder um. is back again too They added 50 versus 50 Warzone Rumble mode, which is kind of like a large, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like multiplayer, but more people.
0: Uh, It's 50 player, death. it's 50v50 deathmatch. Yeah. 400 points. Um,
2: The one thing that I will say was a very interesting addition that Nath and I did earlier was uh, kind of like a quest, like a multi-part quest that's in Warzone now. I can't, what is it called? Fractured Intel. Fractured Intel. So um it basically gives you a piece of information it gives you like a screenshot and then you have to like go find that in the map like out in the world and then you pick something up and it gives you another piece of intel and you know, it's gives you another clue you have to figure that out and go to that part on the map and like basically you're spending a few games back to back like finding the these different pieces to the map and going going to these locations on the map and right now all it does is give you a lot of experience but um it's hinting at future um updates and future quests that you can do and it's it's interesting it's like you know it's it's just like a daily quest or something where it gives you a it gives you something it's, to something. do yeah like on the map or a place to go or a reason to go to superstore or a reason to go to the airport, airport or whatever or a TV yeah.
0: station or whatever yeah it's kind of taking you to hot spots on the map and kind of getting you familiar with them
2: yeah so the thing that I thought was very interesting about it is it kind of turns Warzone into like a, you know, like a RPG almost, or it has like an RPG like element to it. And, you know, you're trying to complete this mission that has really nothing to do with the game mode. <laughs> um, but, you know, there, there's tons of people around you trying to kill you, you know, or the one time we went to a um, TV station and, you know, Neth and I were just dropping there to do a contract, but like there was a team there trying to do this, you know, fractured intel mission, and they're just like huddling around this table trying to click this button. And I just sit back and murdered them. So, like that one time we went in and we didn't, we couldn't get it to work. Yeah. yeah. So I just like, I thought that that was funny too. It's like, oh, well, we're just catching people trying to do the quest, but we're just like, you know, another obstacle that they yeah, have to here, get through here's get, my thing kevin
1: i thought you said there was going to be new stuff weekly because we're in week two and there's not a new there's not a new thing for it
2: um i don't know if it's weekly or the next time they do a content patch maybe It'll it's going to come out then patch. yeah and it's so new i don't know if it's going to be a weekly thing i think people are yeah they originally said that they thought it was going to be weekly or hinting at the a weekly update but maybe it's just going to happen every content
0: yep um yeah so a lot of uh, yeah, uh, a there's... lot of interesting stuff going on in modern warfare um if you play the game if you play Warzone mm-hmm. or Modern Warfare so really interesting stuff um in addition BlizzCon 2020 has been confirmed to be canceled due to the continued uh continued uh, presence of coronavirus of COVID-19 so um sad for anybody who uh purchased their tickets already um and
1: they never never even went on sale
0: yeah Yeah. oh that's right that's right because yeah they they didn't didn't go on sale
1: sale.
0: yeah they didn't even go on sale so uh sad for anybody that had planned to potentially be heading (laughs) out to blizzcon this year and had kind of booked their rooms and done all that kind of stuff so hopefully you can still get your full cancellation on that so um they have confirmed, though, that there will be an online event planned for early into 2021 uh, to kind of go over what they would have gone over during BlizzCon. Uh, hopefully we see some D4 it's a shame news. it can't be when BlizzCon would have normally been. Yeah, that is kind of a shame, but oh well. Um, I'd love to see some newer news about D4 and some other stuff. So, um, yeah, so... Do we want to go over this next one, or kind of hold that towards the very end, and kind of do that sort of as a
2: sort of overall kind of thing just, at the end of the show? Just do it now. We'll forget. No, to No, I to it.
3: no, I actually can't agree with what Gav's saying there. Just do an overall okay. kind of roundup at the end.
0: Kind of round up on all that sort of stuff at the end of it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I am totally okay with that. Um. So we're gonna launch into some non-Blizzard stuff. Uh. Real quick. Um. Who wants to give everybody? Who wants Cyberpunk to Cyberpunk twenty
2: seventy seven was delayed. <laughs> rip the band-aid again, off
0: just rip just it rip off rip it off just rip that band-aid hey cyberpunk got delayed again to november
2: probably for our benefit
0: overall they are saying it is for polish and that the game is pretty much in a playable state at this point the game is in a completely playable state but they are working on polish the game was originally scheduled to be released in september
2: it is now going to be in november i believe it's mid-november if i remember correctly extend your thanksgiving vacation. Mandatory. Yeah,
0: for those of us who work retail, that's not going to happen.
1: But my Thanksgiving vacation would be in October, Kevin.
0: Jesus Christ, you have to point it out every time, don't you? <laughs> don't have
1: Thanksgiving. Don't have I'm,
0: Thanksgiving.
3: Sorry. I'm, I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. I don't this, have is, this is, this time is off an this is American podcast, folks. Yeah, <laughs> number you all.
1: Actually, um, don't. It's it's an even fifty fifty split. No,
0: because he is European and you're Canadian, ma'am. Those yes, but purposes. Americans and non-Americans...
2: Let, let me translate to the non-Americans. Take holiday in November for Cyberpunk.
0: Make sure you have a good place set up for takeaway. <laughs> I used the right word for
2: you all.
3: Thank you.
0: Take
3: holiday.
2: <laughs> I said isn't, takeaway, not takeout. Isn't holiday like a specific event? No, not, holiday is just vacation but it's not for them it's it a is a holiday vacation.
0: for them it is just vacation kevin
2: I especially in europe it is just vacation christmas just like is a holiday. holiday a holiday is a vacation
0: holiday is a vacation taking a holiday is a vacation a holiday is a specific holiday but taking
2: a holiday is taking a vacation for example
3: i'm taking a holiday from work next but it's week. only
2: a holiday for you it's not. It doesn't become a holiday. Like, oh, it's a magical holiday. Chris is on vacation. Yes, it
3: is magical. <laughs> I mean, it's a magical
0: fucking holiday for me, especially as a key worker. Jesus Christ! It, 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 it's a it's a, it's a holiday for his coworkers, so they don't have to listen to him bitch anymore.
2: I'm not sorry. I that. sorry. I need the day off tomorrow. Chris is on holiday. Chris uh, is designated it, this day it, as a holiday. It,
0: it, it, it's uh it's uh sick. Uh, St. Pauli's Day. so
3: Kevin, I, I'm sorry that we speak the Queen's English and that you Americans bastardize <laughs> that shit.
0: Um, actually, no. Holiday. You are kind of the one that bastardized that, because holiday, of course, has its de- uh, connotations as a root word in
2: holy day. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Just, go fuck yourself.
2: <laughs> it's a holy day that he's on his butt playing video games.
3: <laughs> it's a holy week that I'm going to be on my butt playing video games.
2: Um, are you going to stream more?
3: I maybe stream next week. I don't know, but the, I don't see the point in starting to stream next week and then
0: having to stop again until
3: the pandemic's done.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, everybody get a drink and kick back. Neth, go ahead.
1: Okay. Uh, so, short Valhalla news uh, there's going to be a. Assassin's
2: there- Creed, Valhalla. <laughs> Just
1: Thank you, for Kevin. Context. Thank you. For context. <laughs> if you. Don't, I'm,
3: context. Yeah, I'm staying out of that one.
1: Okay. There's going to be a, um interview coming out in the next uh, official PlayStation magazine. Um, they spoke to That's somebody. still a thing. Yeah. It is. I
3: actually didn't know that was still a thing, and I, I love PlayStation. I
1: didn't either until I saw that this upcoming issue, and I was like, "What? They actually still I, have that?"
0: I remember reading OPM like in the early two thousands. Yeah. Late nineties, early two thousands.
1: To get the demo discs to play, hundred
0: percent. I remember. I remember buying it to get the um the lid stickers for my original PlayStation. They used oh to God, have yes. a lot of them, yeah, a lot of the issues. So I remember oh, that very cool. specifically.
1: Okay, anyways, they have an interview coming up with the narrative director for Valhalla in the next issue. Um, and one of the things that he's discussing in that interview is how Valhalla is going to be a bridge for the series lore between what happened in Origins and Odyssey and the lore that began with the original Assassin's Creed. So it's going to act as a bridge and kind of join all the lore together.
0: You're an assassin, Ari.
2: When they say bridge lore together, do they mean fill narrative gaps and holes in trying to stitch together a story? If you
1: would let me read.
2: (laughs) No. Women reading?
0: Never.
1: Okay. anyways so it's going to serve as a bridge between the stories bridge the gaps between what was created with the hidden ones in the order of ancients and also make it historically grounded with the origins of templars um so that um nice. players can enjoy the connections between the games. They're also going to be discussing, um, more play details. Um, the way the narrative is going to unfold the importance of your settlement and, um, what the effect that will have on your storyline. Um, there's going to be some overlapping parallel stories. Um, the, your settlement will evolve and grow. Um, and as one of the leaders, you have to deal with the growing pains that comes with a settlement. So it it's, looks to be an interesting, um, interview coming out, and I'm looking forward to reading the whole thing once it releases. My
0: uh, settler needs our assistance.
1: My other news for um, Bahala, I am a huge fan of cosplayers. I have great respect for the shit that they pull off. There is a cosplayer I've been following for seven years. He goes by the um, name Mall Cosplay on social media. Um, he's best known for his Witcher cosplay, Trust If you've seen somebody who looks amazingly like Geralt of it's probably him. He and his other half um, have been hired by Ubisoft to be the official cosplayers of the male and female version of Ivor, who is the main character in the Valhalla game. Um, And so I've provided a link to um the instagram and their facebook you should go and check them out because the shit that this guy pulls off for video game characters of all sorts of video games is fucking phenomenal and i was extremely excited when i heard about um them getting hired to do the ivor character
0: so she specifically mentions uh maul and also the other half is maja
1: felicitas I don't know how to say it, and I didn't want to butcher it. Um, she, yeah, it's, it's... she typically plays Siri um, to his Geralt. Um, I haven't seen a lot of her stuff. A lot of the stuff, like, I started following him. Um, he does Soldier 76. He does Cal Drogo. He does, um, there's a Borderlands 3 character he does. He does somebody from Last of Us. There's tons yeah. of them, and they're very fucking accurate, which is, like, so impressive.
3: Yeah, I'm looking over I'm looking over some of their stuff at the moment. They're they're really good.
1: Like it's like right down to like with the Geralt ones, like the scars on his body. Like he has like he goes so in depth on this stuff. It's amazing. Um uh Keanu Reeves Um, Cyberpunk.
0: Johnny Silverhands. Something, something, something thirst trap. What?
1: (laughs) Not really. Alright, that's it. That's all I got for Valhalla. I told you Alright.
2: I mean, will I just be able to play as a Viking? I mean, like, does any of that lore crap even matter? Or is it Uh, only for Assassin's Creed nerds?
0: The lore shit will matter for Assassin's Creed nerds, I can guarantee.
1: The main character is a Viking.
2: Okay. So I mean I could just
1: yes, you'll be playing as a Viking.
2: All right, so I could just go in there, not know anything about this lore crap, and still have fun?
1: Probably.
0: Okay. You'll probably have just more check fun it. if you know about the lore, but yeah, you'd probably just go straight in.
2: Um, there, I will mention that Guth did bring up some new, or he had some questions about like, hey, this game looks fun, I'm going to play it. What should I play in the meantime until it comes out? And Nath, I think you had some feedback for him.
1: Yeah, he was asking um, if he was only going to pick up either Origins or Odyssey of the two, because those are the two most recent ones, which one would you pick up? And I said, hands down, um, to go with Odyssey. Origins was also amazing, but if you really want to see the start of things, Odyssey.
0: Okay, um, so next we've got a little bit of Destiny 2 news. We're going to talk about uh, some Bungie-related stuff. I,
2: I threw up all over this section in the throw notes, show notes, and I think we should drastically trim this down.
0: Uh, yes, we, um. we we definitely will. Um, I'm adding one real quick thing. Uh, Let's trim this down, so I'm going to add one yeah so this one is kind of important for the i don't think we really need that first section
2: i mean there's two major pieces of news number one right now you can go play season of the arrival that's out and we'll have links in the show notes to datto's video where he kind of details everything that you can do and everything that you need to do to like min max the season um i watched it briefly and i was like there is way too much garbage and nonsense in Destiny, and it reconfirmed why I don't play the game anymore. Um, so that's one thing. And the second thing is Beyond Light is coming out September 22nd, which is going to add a new subclass, there's going to be a new raid, there's going to be a new elemental type for guns. Um, And at a high level, that's the takeaway. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, vaguely, yes. Um... Uh I mean yeah that's kind of vaguely I don't think we really needed to have put all like the detailed shit in there about like what you need to do to play the season and that kind of stuff but I think like I definitely would like to talk about Beyond Light and some of the
2: other uh, announcements that they gave I think that would be useful what else came or what else is coming in Beyond Light
0: Um, So Beyond Light specifically is going to be introducing a new subclass to all Guardians. So all three of the Guardian types will be getting a new subclass. It's called Stasis. Um, It is basically Beyond Light is going to detail how the Guardians begin wielding the darkness. Because the darkness is coming. We know that. We've been told that several times throughout the last couple of seasons. And we've been confirmed that the darkness is now coming. Uh, there's a really good trailer for Beyond Light that was released with the Bungie TWAB announcement. Um, it's really good. If you want to go watch it, go watch it. Um, it's Eris Morn, uh, the Drifter, and I think it. And uh, yeah, and uh, for those of you who don't, who haven't really played through Warmind or any of the information that was kind of in Warmind, spoiler alert! Jump ahead about 45 seconds. Um, it also features the Exo Stranger. Um, better known as Elsie Bray. Anna Bray's little sister. Or older sister, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, so it the, the Exos Stranger is a fan favorite character, and she's back. And it's gonna be really interesting to see what's going on here. Um Beyond that, Beyond Light will be uh, introducing a new patrol zone, which is uh Europa. Uh, which is also the home of the Deepstone Crypt, which is another part, another big lore thing that uh, they've been talking about for a very long time. Uh, the Deepstone Crypt is where Exos go when they're damaged. They have a, they have this sort of innate homing beacon in them that takes them back to the Deepstone Crypt when things are going poorly for them, and they are reset at the Deepstone Crypt. That's why when you see a exo that has a number after their name, like Saint 44, a Saint 14 or Banshee 44 or Cade six, those numbers are the number of iterations that they've been completely reset and had their minds and brains completely wiped. So there were six, there were five other Cades that existed. There were 43 other Banshees that have existed. There are 13 more saints that have existed in the past. And they had to have their brains wiped for some reason, one reason or another. They had their their minds wiped. Um, So it was. I think it's really interesting that we're going to be seeing the Deepstone Crypt again. uh, Deepstone Crypt finally. Um, The other kind of interesting thing that was announced was that they did give a roadmap for Destiny Two. There will be three expansions confirmed that will be coming to Destiny Two at this point. Um, we will be getting uh beyond light, Queen. This year. Beyond light this year. Is it the Witch Queen? Actually, that's the next one. Okay. Um. Yes. So we're getting the Witch and Queen. Uh, we're getting the Witch Queen next year, and then we're getting Nightfall after that. Light. Lightfall. Lightfall. Sorry, light. we're getting Lightfall after that. So they have confirmed that they are not working on Destiny three currently, as far as we know, and that we are getting three expansions, three more expansions, starting with Beyond Light this year. Uh, So that's really cool, and it just shows that they're committed to continuing to deliver content for the game. So hopefully we don't get any more season of the Almighty or the previous season, season of the Undying. Hopefully we don't get more of that. Hopefully we get some more interesting seasons.
2: I mean... At this point for me, there's just so much going on and there's so much nuanced shit in the game that it's very difficult to keep up with if you're just jumping in and trying to play a season. That's my opinion. Well,
0: that's what I'm gonna talk about the last little bit I'm gonna talk about for there. Um so they have confirmed that with Europa arriving in Beyond Light, we are actually gonna be losing uh several of the existing patrol zones. So patrol zones are basically planets. So, we are losing access to Mars, Io. Uh, What is it? Mars, Io. I think it's Mars, Io, maybe Mercury. Why are we Uh, losing access? uh, It's basically them. So, what they call it is the vault. They're calling that vault content. Uh, Mars, Mercury, Titan, and Io are going away, as is the Leviathan raid destination. So, right now, if you are not aware, Destiny 2 has a war has a modern warfare size install yes it is hundreds of gigabytes large yes so part of the whole deal is to cut out some of this older content that may not see as much play yes yeah and sort of streamline the play experience because if you're just starting the game right now you may end up on mars you may go to mars to do leveling and you may go oh, well, these Escalation Protocol things are here. I should probably do these. They're probably important. And you might find yourself slamming your head into Escalation Protocol for hours only to find out that the rewards aren't that good. They're not pertinent to what you're doing right now towards the game. It's the same. It's, it's another case. And we're going to go look I'm going to mention it again. It's a case of 120 levels. Why do you think they're doing the squish? Yeah, that's basically why they're doing this. I don't think they need to cut... Four separate patrol zones and a raid and a raid destination, but I understand what they're doing. I understand that they're trying to streamline the gameplay and the gameplay experience, and to lessen some of the FOMO. Now,
2: th- and lessen will some of the maintenance s- on the game. Will I you
3: mean- still be able to do like the actual story? To Because obviously, some of the some of those those planets, there are story elements for the actual like main
0: storyline. Will you be able to? those we don't know what the main we don't know what the story is looking like beyond light from what i can tell it's looking like it's a complete re like it's a complete going in this is now the story this is now the story all the story that's happened up to this point is the lead up to this story that we're doing right now so it's a reboot so, not really a it's reboot. Not, but a reset sorry it's not really even a reset. new players mm. anyway yeah right. it's it's basically streamlining the experience and going okay you're coming in at this point, you've probably played the game. There's very, it's very, if you're playing destiny two three years into the game, you're probably played the game before. So you probably have an idea of what's going on vaguely.
2: I mean, it, it's an interesting concept. It's kind of like, you know, if I'm going into this story, I shouldn't have to like rewind three years or five years and start way back at the beginning. I should just be able to jump in and hear the current story and kind of go from where I'm starting. Without having to go back, I mean, I, I like the idea of it, and like, okay, well, it, we have a game that's lasting multiple years. You shouldn't have to go back to like year one to like play through everything to get to where everybody else is.
3: Oh, of course, uh, Elby says in the chat that as as he thinks that the uh, the Destiny two is the max size that one or potentially both of the consoles will
0: allow. That sounds about right. So they kind of have
3: to but,
2: do this. I mean, still, maintenance. I mean, like, if I'm thinking about it from a developer standpoint, we brought out Mars for a specific expansion. It was good while it lasted, but, like, it you don't need to needed. go back to Mars. Like, well, okay, it's, it's fine. The same with,
3: it's the same with WoW. With the, the level squish. they're making it to the point where new players coming in will always start in BFA and then move on to Shadowlands. If you're leveling a new character uh, after that,
0: you can pick an expansion. Like you don't have to do mm-hmm. it all anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and I I'm totally okay with that. Like the whole concept and conceit that I'm seeing here, I'm totally okay with. Because there is a lot of FOMO. And I I've gotten on Destiny and I'm just like, uh ah, well, this boss is up for escalation protocol, so I probably should go do escalation
2: protocol. Fuck. And maybe there's one other person doing it. There's Instead maybe of one of like, the doing it. Yeah. When it came out, there was probably 20 people doing it all at the same but time. There were
0: multiple. Yeah, you, you would have multiple full zones of people that might be doing um that might be doing Escalation Protocol. There would be multiple full uh, instances where, you know, there were full fire teams on the patrol zone doing Escalation Protocol. And yeah. you could hop around and get into those.
2: And it, it's a lot harder to do those events with only like one or two people. It's because it was yeah. you know designed yeah. for like six people or eight people. Nine, was. nine, yeah.
0: For escalation protocol, the seventh wave, which is the final boss wave, is designed for nine people. You can do it with less, but it's not easy. Yeah. But yeah, it's like I understand why they're doing this, and they've said that these are this is what they're calling the vault. Um. So, and a lot of people have made the made the comparison to the Disney vault, where it's like <laughs> they're gonna. They're gonna put content away for a period of time and then maybe bring it back when it's fresh.
2: Or if the story requires them to go to Mars. Yeah,
0: yeah if the story says, hey, we need to go to we need to go to Mars. <laughs> you know, get your ass to Mars, they're gonna bring Mars back. And it's like, okay, well, we're gonna experience this. And I wouldn't be surprised if they have some I wouldn't be surprised if they have some way to go back through because you know, you do have if you go talk to um, I want to say it's Tess. No, it's not Tess. It's um, Amanda Holiday. She has the starter quests for the previous three seasons, for the previous three arcs of the game. So you have the expansion. The Red Red War. War Forsaken, and then um, the current arc. Uh, The Shadowkeep arc. So I'm not positive that that's going to... I'm not positive that all that may go away, but it's possible. Cause they can potentially have the game, have that sort of ability to play through that in there where it's just a very mm-hmm. limited selection of the patrol zone rather than the entire patrol zone with all of the bells and whistles attached to it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's
2: possibly an option that they go with. So we'll yeah. see. I mean, I like the idea that like, let's say I decide to play this game in two years because everybody wants to play it again for some reason, like we did last time. Um, I like the idea of like going in and playing enough of a story so that I can kind of get caught up with what's going on currently and then jump into the current content without having to like go back to three years worth of content that I missed, play through all that garbage to get to the point where everybody else is.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why they got rid of light level. Like like they got rid of like character levels because you're, you're just level now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think as games evolve and we have games that span, you know, three years, five years, ten Life years, service. we're going to need ways to get into a game or bring new players into a game that, you know, kind of like why we started this whole fucking podcast. You know, it's like people are jumping in late, they need to get up to speed and you know, learn how to do it and this is a way that they can do that.
0: And I think it's, I think they're going through the same, the same, same thought process that Blizzard is going through with WoW. It's, you've got 15 to 20 years almost you've got what 16 years of content Mm -hmm. in the game yes they've removed a healthy chunk of it with cataclysm but you know there's still a lot of shit in this game yeah and it's a lot of it is just busy work a lot of it was just designed as busy work to keep you occupied between expansions Mm -hmm. so it makes sense to squish it down squish the levels down make the leveling experience different Make the game different. I think it's good. I, I think it's necessary.
2: I mean, Jesus, create new starting zones, which is what they're doing in WoW now. You know, there's like a whole new experience that, they, that you have. Like, they're finally thinking about that. They're finally thinking about new players and bringing them in and not having to trudge them through eight expansions worth of bullshit to get to or where everybody else is.
0: Make sure that they have a recruit a friend so they get 3 X XP so they can blitz through the story, you know?
2: Yeah. Which
3: as a point, the the new main, the new player experience for WoW looks fantastic
2: for new players. It really does. Which Neth has actually played and has said it's good.
1: Yeah, it's really, really cool. And it's just fantastic. It's done for introducing new people. Really? It's absolutely I mean,
0: fantastic. I love that. I love that they're trying to do something new. It's a, like WoW specifically is a 16-year-old game. Right. They need to do whatever they can to keep the game fresh. I mean, and, we are never going to see 2012 sub numbers again. No, God yeah. we'll never and like 12 again, but they can always do something good for their community and possibly bring in some new players too.
2: Right. And when I was starting out and playing through warlords, I was basically black hole for like three months while I played through all of this old shit that no one was doing. And that the guild that I had joined, no one was, no one was even thinking about that stuff because they'd already done it. And then, like, finally, I got to a point where I could play with other people, and like, you know, met LB and met you know other people that were in my guild because I was finally at a point where I could play with them. And like, now you can, if you're an old or if you're a person who's playing the game already, you can go back and do quests with your friends. You can like repeat quests that you've done before. Yeah,
3: you can. The level sync stuff's great.
2: Yeah, like they're finally starting to think about like, hey, we need to. Keep people playing this game and bring in new players and have an experience for them that isn't just repeat all the shit that we already put out for the past fifteen years. Go at it, have fun. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's great it. that they're thinking about this finally. Um, absolutely thrilled about that. So
0: that's kind of our little take on that whole thing. Um, Karis, hi. Uh, Final <laughs> Yeah, go ahead and talk about fourteen.
3: Uh so this is uh this is a lot of stuff that was that came out in April, um but now that we're getting very close to where it should be coming out, I wanted to mention it. Um so back in April, uh director and producer of Final Fantasy fourteen, uh Naoki Yoshida.
0: Naoki
3: uh, Aka Na Yoshi P everyone calls him Yoshipi. P um uh released a uh letter from the producer uh going over what was coming out in patch five point three. Um, And this includes multiple things, including the conclusion of the Shadowbringers main scenario, um, uh, the extensive streamlining and overhaul of the Realm Reborn main scenario, uh, as well as its introduction introduction to the New Game Plus system, uh, which was released last patch, Uh, and finally, the long-awaited flying in a Realm Reborn content. Um so to go over uh just some bits and bobs here, we'll be getting uh the, the conclusion of the Shadowbringer storyline, which will include a new dungeon as well as a new beast tribe set up for crafters, because we already have the uh combat beast tribe and we have the gathering beast tribe already, and we'll be getting the uh crafting beast tribe joined for 5-3. We'll be getting the new uh 24-man raid, uh, which will be the addition to the near uh raids, which will be its second wing. Uh, we will also be getting the continuation of the Ruby Weapons story arc.
0: Um, now, can I say something real quick? Yes. I have a massive amount of respect for Squeenix for just not giving a fuck and doing all these crossovers. Yeah. Crossover shit. I have massive amount of respect for them for just doing it. It's like, fuck it, let's do a crossover. Well, Shadowbringers
3: was essentially um, a, lot, a lot of it is an homage to Final Fantasy VIII. And then there's some bits and bobs from other places, but the majority of Shadowbringers is it seems to be an homage to Final Fantasy, VIII, which I'm really like because it's my favorite one. <laughs> um we'll also be getting uh, the standard class uh, class adjustment, job adjustments from PvE and PvP. Uh, interestingly, the frontline roulette will be including all frontline modes going forward. And uh, when this patch goes live, which would be really cool and nice to not just jump into one individual one rather than you know getting all of them. Um Players will also get the uh, play, players who have, blah, 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 trying to get my words out. Uh, patch 5.3 will also continue the relic weapon stage, which we started in the in the current patch. Um, and uh, from what they've been saying about the main scenario for Realm Reborn, they're cutting at least thirteen percent of the content um, to to make it more streamlined and more easily. Easily, easy to get through for new players. 2020
0: is um, a year of streamlining.
3: Yeah, uh, other quests have be, other quests have had their steps and requirements relaxed to make it easier for new players, and experience and gear rewards for all for a lot of uh, ARR main scenario quests have also been increased. So, no players will not be level locked uh, when trying to get to fifty.
0: So it sounds um, a lot like
1: that is amazing.
0: Sounds a lot like what they did with. What they do towards the end of a patch cycle, and wow, where it's like, this, oh yeah, level, level rewards increased and XP. Well, this
3: is an issue when th- the reason they're doing this for Realm Reborn, and this, bear in mind, Realm Reborn was 2.0, so that was the launch of the redesign of Final Fantasy 14 um, after the failure that was 1.0. Um, the, the When they moved over to 2.0, anyone who had a capped character in 1.0 was given a capped character in 2.0, which created a lot of problems because they needed to create a fuck ton of main scenario stuff for in for them at endgame when they didn't have much to do compared to everyone who was jumping into the game for the first time, which created a significant kind of. Oh, the best I, I don't want to say backlog, but at this point, it's now a backlog of content that you have to go through to actually move on to the to the first expansion after Realm Reborn. That, what they're doing here is just cutting a lot of that out. Um, what they have done, though, um, this goes into, for Shadowbringer spoilers a little bit, um, That
0: Jump ahead 30 to 40 seconds if you don't want spoilers. 30,
3: 30 seconds for, yeah, for something that was released a year, a year and a half ago, but it's up to you. Um, the Crystal Tower has now been added as a requirement to the main scenario for realm reborn um which going into shadowbringers makes so much fucking sense <laughs> um, as well as my little chocobo which everyone really should should do because you get your chocobo so it's now part of the main it's now part of the requirements so you'll be automatically prompted to do those um, let's see uh, welcome to 30
0: seconds in the future folks.
3: Yeah, hi, welcome back. <laughs> um but yeah, the the big thing the, the the big the big thing's coming in the patch are obviously what I mentioned, but the biggest one that a lot of people want to see is that redesign to to realm reborn. So, it's going to be great for new players and the fact that it's getting finally getting added to the new game plus for anyone who did do a story skip can jump in and f- see the story from start to finish without having to worry about that giant um, nightmare that was a Realm Reborn level 50 plus content. <laughs>
2: the, I mean, as a person who wasted, well spent 30 like days of my life playing through the entire story of Final Fantasy 14, I'm very, very happy to see this change, especially when you know, everybody else is max level and you're sitting there doing bullshit side quests <laughs> to try no, to like no. level up to like get to the next level. Now, to... now,
0: now Kevin, didn't you fuck that up?
2: What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Did, I did. Did you
0: fuck that up. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I'm pretty certain you fucked that up. Didn't you?
2: Yeah. But I mean, like my fuck up was a very small percentage of the entire time that I spent going through that story. Quest, I mean, so wasn't it it's... like a double XP buff or something like that, that you missed out on? Here's another game that has bullshit XP <laughs> oh. um, very, what,
3: um, As I will say, um, what I always say to players in Final Fantasy, at least, probably, I'll probably, depending on how they actually do this redesign, I won't say it, but for now, buy a story, buy a story skip for Realm Reborn. Do it. That's what I tell <laughs> people at the moment. No, Just buy a story skip. Play the but, game. I, but what i will depending on how much they take out and how much it feels better cuz I, I i do intend to go through the the new, new game plus with the uh, realm reborn stuff uh, once it becomes available you know play it because the story itself is actually very good there's just a lot of because, because yeah. of because of the transition from 1.0 to 2.0 there's a lot of problems with realm reborn level cap so thankfully they're fixing it
2: i mean i LB also mentions that they're re-recording some voice actor stuff, so it doesn't switch voice actors and be no, no, jarring no. for you. No, no, no. He, he, he asked. Oh, are they doing that?
3: I do not, not believe they are. As far as I know, LB, I could be wrong. Uh, for people who are unaware, the jump between two point, uh, jump between a Realm Reborn and Heavensward saw their entire voice acting cast essentially being recast. Um, which is really upsetting because there were some really fucking good ones in there, but then, they would,
2: yeah, they'd have to be very dedicated to do that. And I doubt that's they would pay for something I, to be redone. That's already done. I, see yeah, really that, I
3: don't imagine they will be, but the, yeah. the good thing is you'll still get some really good voice actors from a realm reborn. You can still listen to some of the really, really good ones and cringe at the absolutely garbage ones.
2: So, I mean, this this is very interesting in terms of what we just talked about with Destiny. You see, one game that's kind of saying, "Okay, well, let's jump into the story where it is and play forward," and then another game saying, "Let's condense down the previous story so that you can play through that faster to catch up with everybody else." And I think it's a very interesting concept. And I think it's for Final Fantasy. I think it works because all of that story is interesting and fun to play through. So. And condensing it down and just making it easier to go through is is better, in my opinion, than just saying, okay, just start here and, you know, play the story forward. It's better to kind of start at the beginning in this case.
0: I, I hate to jump in and feel like that I am just, uh, like, dominate or trying to, like, dominate part of the conversation. But it's no. like, I think we have three separate, pardon me, I think we have three separate interpretations of the same end goal. Yeah, 100%. We have one end. Where it's like, fuck everything from the beginning, we're going to start from here and take you through the story as it currently stands. Then you have WoW, which is like, fuck everything in the beginning, we're giving you a brand new experience that ties all this old information together. And then you have A Realm Reborn, which is like, okay, we're going to make the old experience more condensed, but you're still going to get that old experience.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think for each of the games, every single one of them, it works. I think every I think it's the right choice. Yeah, because I could. Could you imagine them doing the condensing and wow?
0: No, I don't think it would work right.
3: It would not work correctly. Right. Like, it would. It would be really because weird they don't and,
2: really have like a single main yeah, story experience. They have a lot of
0: little stories that are kind of peppered through that all sort of tie back together to the main story at the very where,
3: end. Whereas going forward to Shadowlands, that's where they're really. Because even the quest indicators, there's the main story quest, and then there's the side quest indicators now. So they are starting to branch into having a main story.
1: But well, previously,
0: was there was... ...marking main story, but it's always been, like, disconnected until you get to the end, and then you realize, oh, this all tied together.
3: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it looks like they're actually... The way that they're doing it, it looks like they're actually... Like, at least from a gameplay standpoint, they're making them stand out now. You can clearly see what's a main story quest, what's a side quest.
0: Yeah yeah that's it's uh i mean you could always that's the worst part is that when you got into a, a quest and you're like oh well this is my third time going through the zone i think i'm just gonna do this set of side quests because i didn't do those on the first two times i came through and it's like oh god damn it that makes the whole fucking end of the zone make sense this, this explains the fucking dungeon why didn't i do this before yeah. why didn't i do the why didn't i do the centaur clans out <laughs> in fucking fearless not fearless uh Desolace. Desolace. Why didn't I do the Centaur Clan quest out in Desolus? Because that explains everything that happens in the fucking dungeon. Yep.
3: Um. It's it. Vol'dun. Perfect fucking example. <laughs> Vol'dun. Oh. And what's this? This the uh, the one in Baral? Uh, the one in Kul Uh, the northern zone in Kul What's it called?
0: Oh, no idea.
3: Okay. Well, Vol'dun and that zone are the perfect examples of zones that have a fuck ton of side quests. And you miss the, sto- the main story because you've done so many fucking side quests. Oh. I think yeah. I spent most of my leveling in Vol'dun just because there
0: were so many fucking side quests I spent, and I picked it first. I, I spent a lot of time up in that northern zone in, on Kul Tiras, uh, doing the 55 million side quests available up there. Yep. Vol'dun is the equivalent. For the Horde. None of them have any bearing it's, on the story whatsoever.
2: Nope. Exact same. I mean it's great to see that there's games that are kind of with withholding the test of time and they're producing games for a long like a game is available for longer and they're finding ways to get in new players without having to reboot a game or make a sequel or, you know, do the old shit that happened before. Like Yeah. If if, you know if this game was created (laughs) twenty years ago or if this game was created thirty years ago Or not. I don't. Yeah, well, I guess it would have been
3: 1990.
2: But the thing is, is like we would have been on the eighth sequel of the game by now instead of let's just keep one game going and figure out ways to bring people in and jump onto the train as it's currently moving.
0: That's the evolution of games as a service as a live service game, which I have my problems with. I have a lot of problems with live service games personally. But it's okay. that's a whole nother show we could do about. We've done a show about live service games actually. We have we've, I think mm-hmm. we've done two. Yeah, we've done a couple of shows about live service games. It's, and I it's just the agreement. Yeah.
2: It's cool that game companies are finally thinking about bringing on new players and getting them acclimated to their games without having to you know take them through a laborious story or you know drop them in, knowing nothing about the game and having them redo old content. And they're finding creative ways to solve for that problem.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
2: Very, uh, very excited to see that that's happening. It's an interesting show topic that kind of evolved.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it's something we've talked about multiple times before and something we can talk about a million times after this. Uh, But let's go ahead and jump through the rest of the news real quick. And then we can kind of cover that last little sort of roundup bit that we had for the whole week um so star wars squadrons is coming out the official gameplay trailer has been released there's been some information this was announced la earlier this week i believe uh yeah week ending on six twenty. um it is going to be uh a single player campaign and it will also be a 5v5 multiplayer uh, kind of in the same vein as X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, sort of Rogue Squadron games, where you are taking control of a iconic Star Wars starfighter and engaging in combat. Mm-hmm. It looks interesting. I don't like the fact that it's going to be a 5v5 multiplayer. Um, I would really like a much larger scale game. Personally, I would like to redo, you know, the Battle of Endor or the Battle of Yavin or something like that. I would love something like that. Oh, LB, did they confirm no B Wing? Fuck that game. I'm done with it then. Fuck
2: it. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, God the fire. Goddamn God
0: Akbar they... developed that fucking starfighter platform, and <laughs> if it's not fucking available, it can go fuck off.
2: <laughs> I the five V five aspect is interesting because like there's different types of ships that you can do and you can have like a few bombers and you can have a few fighters and like coordinate with your team to like make sure that you got your bases covered. So that's pretty cool. Um, and there's like a mode where like it progresses. So like you start off by fighting one of the smaller ships and then you take on the flagship or whatever it is. Uh, that- um, larger
0: larger starfighters
2: yeah and like your team is going to attack or your team is going to defend and you know so that that's pretty cool so there's there's some interesting game modes in multiplayer that i would want to check out and i just like the whole you're in a starship and you're shooting shit like we haven't had it'd, that it'd in a while 50 I feel space
0: like. battles give them to me now <laughs> i
2: where's
0: want to that? defend a mon cow cruiser from a
2: goddamn imp star 2 where's my space battle royale where i start off? flying a dinky ship, and then I have to find parts. Start off in a
0: TIE fighter, and then you eventually upgrade <laughs> to, like, an A-Wing or something? Yeah.
2: No, no. Give me a 50 v 50 No, you fight. start off in an, of an escape pod. <laughs> 50
0: v 50 space battles. I want to play a goddamn B-Wing or a fucking Y-Wing and bomb the shit out of an Impstar 2, okay?
2: Well, you'll be able to bomb stuff in this game as a bomber in a Y-Wing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I still want to blow up an imp star.
2: Look, Hopefully I just want to start off that. in an escape pod and find a part Yes,
0: you, you, you start off in an escape pod and then you use your cutting blaster to blow <laughs> up an asteroid and there's a full size TIE Fighter inside of it. It's a blinked out Darth Vader's tie tie interceptor from episode one. <laughs> Jesus. Can you, blow you it up, imagine? And then you jump out and you get in and it's got a fucking stupid My Little Pony skin on it and the lasers are like bright fuchsia and they have a tracer round attached no, to it. No,
2: that's after you pick up your loadout. And it's got,
0: <laughs> it, it says Notice Me Senpai across the sides.
2: across, And it side. has a unicorn horn on it. Giant unicorn horn that you can melee people with.
0: No fucking thank you. <laughs>
2: Someone is already thinking about a space battle royale. I'm, I'm sure of it.
0: I'm positive they are. <laughs> it will not go well. Um, so Squadrons, the official gameplay trailer, we're going to link that in the show notes and you'll find that on the updates. Uh, besides that, there was a shitload of stuff announced throughout the PS5 event. Um, so, so many things. They debuted the console. They debuted the console design. Um it looks like a fucking
2: uh router. It looks like a Everyone hates gateway. it. It looks yeah. like
0: a network gateway from like 2007.
2: People are posting pictures of their heater and they're saying, "Look, I've got a new PlayStation 5." Yeah. Or their exactly. air ionizer or something whatever it yeah. is.
0: Yeah, it look it look, no, it legitimately looks like a network gateway that you would get from AT&T back in like
2: 2007-2008. Yeah. Um, um We'll link to it in the show notes. There's tons of games that were announced, a few that were notable. The new Spider-Man Miles Morales game, a remake mm. of Demon Souls, Gran Turismo 7, Resident hey. Evil Village, a new Horizon Forbidden West. Um, uh, West a, few, game. Um, a few indie-type games that looked cool. Um, go check it out. There's a, a lot of you know gameplay and concept video trailers out there to watch.
0: Yeah, for the souls the souls born community the the remake of demon souls is going to be really interesting i can't wait to see how that ends up looking um but yeah so it looks really really interesting and really fun um there's Too much a couple to more. cover in yeah. five minutes just gonna go real quick over the games uh project athia which is an indie game stray indie game I believe uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Demon Souls remake, Gran Turismo 7, Resident Evil Village, Horizon Zero Dawn, Forbidden West, and Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, which I believe is in another indie-style game. Sound about right.
2: Things that we, yeah, things that we think you check out.
0: Yeah, all look pretty interesting. Uh, haven't heard anything interesting out of Obsidian, Steam, Fraxis, any of the other stuff we have in there. Chris, you had some D and D stuff. Uh, yes, uh, just a quick update. Uh, d d Beyond's dice roller
3: has been updated. You can now roll advantage, disadvantage just by right-clicking on PC or on mobile, just hold clicking and you can get the options. Um, they, I think Kevin added this one there. Also, they've also added additional dice sets um, uh, to... But, no, let me get the article up. Added additional additional dice sets uh, to fund racial justice. So if you want to go and assist uh, whatever you can, you can purchase uh, those on d d Beyond. And d Beyond will donate 50% of all uh, proceeds uh, from
0: the digital dice sales to the Black Lives Matter movement. Cool. All right. uh, which that then kind of dovetails into the last little thing we were going to kind of talk about. Not that this is the least important, but I felt like it was probably best to get it towards the end of the show where we had kind of gone through everything else we wanted to talk about so that, you know, if there did end up being a conversation that evolved out of this, you know, we'd be able to actually cover it re- responsibly and talk about it responsibly. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been a lot of shit that's happened since Memorial Day uh yeah. in the US. Um, yep. So uh, you had uh, the very unfortunate uh, murder, I mean, there's no other, other way to put it, of George Floyd. Um, uh happened on Memorial Day itself, and that has kind of set off a... Chain of absolute events? Absolute avalanche of events across the entire globe. Uh, it's not yep. just... Mm-hmm. This is not just uh, uh, an American thing. This is not just the U.S. Um, this is... All over the globe, you are seeing uh, events and protests and movements that are rising up about uh, racism and their home communities. Um, So we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, racism, and we're going to be talking about some of the responses that we've seen out of the gaming community. Um, if If you're just tired of hearing this, I understand because this seems to be kind of something everybody's sort of talking about right now. I personally believe it's an important thing to talk about, so Agreed. I'm yeah, talking about Agreed. it. But if you are, you just are done hearing about it, or you are engaged in this in some other way, uh, feel free to go ahead and turn the show off now. That's totally fine. Um, we completely uh, respect that. I or respect if you
1: want overload because some people truly are a little bit overloaded with. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah
0: or it's something that you don't feel comfortable like really yeah. listening to, you know, that's totally fine. Now, if you disagree with all the shit that's happening, you can go fuck right off, so. Yeah. 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 So, um yeah, just uh just putting that out there. Um so right now there are ongoing protests happening in a lot of major cities across the world and we've heard from a lot of game developers recently. Um, about their responses to this and what they're doing as a corporate entity, which just always really smacks me really badly because I don't like corporate entities acting like they are responsible members of the community because they're not their corporate fucking entity. But I respect some of the responses that have come out.
2: And Mm -hmm. to be fair, we're going to be focusing on Blizzard, but many other companies have also done this and Almost well, yeah. the majority, yeah. Go Google it and find it. You know, we're going to be talking about Blizzard. Whatever, but yes. whatever
3: company you, whatever company you get support. your games primarily from and support, there will there
0: will have been something. I almost guarantee that there's going to have been something released that uh, is going to be kind of in this same vein. Um, so we, those of you who play Warzone or. Modern Warfare know that very recently there's been a lot of splash pages and uh, notes in the game about the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, about the general uh, the general breaking down of racist structures and things of that nature. Um, And it's been good. Um, At the same time, there's a lot of fucking goblins out there who just like... When I was playing a game of Modern Warfare, I think I was playing a game of Warzone, like when that splash screen popped up, when the load screen changed to the Black Lives Matter load screen uh, on Warzone. And the second the game loaded up, you know, it's the warm up match, so it's open mics and all that kind of stuff. And people just started screaming about fuck Black Lives, fuck all this other shit, fuck that stuff, racial epithet, racial epithet, racial epithet. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, Gamers as a whole are unfortunately a lot of times smeared by our by our very vocal minorities. The and that's sucks. The very toxic, very vocal minorities, and that sucks.
2: Um, and they and, you know, very simply um, they came out and said, like, we're going to stop racism in our game like we, you know, we realize it's happened and we're going to take a much harder stance on it, which um, which is me, a great thing.
0: It's great. But at the same time, it's like it's way too little, way too late kind of thing. You know, this like toxic racism, like just out and out racism has existed in Call of Duty since I was playing back in, you know, back on multiplayer, you know, dial into the server shit back in the original Call of Duty oh, games. Two. Okay.
1: Yeah. here Here's my thing. That's not just on the companies, that's also on the players, because yeah. players are complicit in not reporting it. I'm sorry. like, yeah. I, And I'm holding myself accountable to that, too, because I tend, I, I know, historically, I don't necessarily tend to don't report it. everything that I come across, because it's a pain in the ass, and does anything really get done, and da-da-da. This has really brought to the front for me that, you know what? No, I'm not going to be complicit. If someone's on Call of Duty and they're using voice chat and they're dropping racist or homophobic or whatever shit, I fucking stop what I'm doing. I don't care if I'm in the middle of a match. I go and find your name on the fucking thing and I report you for your language instantly. I'm done with it. Fuck Mm -hmm. this toxic bullshit and fuck being complicit and allowing it to continue.
0: It like the are yeah. being complicit you're not being complicit it is not your responsibility to do their job for them that's the problem that is my biggest issue with these corporate entities and what they're saying it's not your responsibility that you should not ever feel like it is going to be your responsibility to police your fellow man that is not your responsibility it is that server services responsibility to police their Players.
1: Yes, but Gav, by not speaking up, you're silently saying that you're okay with it. Even if you're not outwardly okay with it, by not speaking yeah. up against it, you are silently saying, ah, it's okay. And I'm not going to do that anymore. I am hands down saying and drawing a fucking line that it's not okay. And if this shit comes on our server, on our Discord server. Or are y'all in for a rude fucking awakening because the mom bear is going to go off because it's not fucking okay and I'm not allowing it anymore. The end.
0: And we've never yeah. had a problem with this.
1: I'm There's- just saying, if it suddenly shows up, mm-mm. I, mm
0: I, I don't think we will have a problem with this. I myself have never noticed any issue. I've been doing this for three years. So we've had a really good community and yeah. I don't think that, you know, that's, that's something we need to be strictly concerned about at the moment.
2: I mean um, but you know you guys you guys have laughed at me in the past when I'm like really anal about reporting people for their names and wow when we see people who are named Hitler or other shit like that but like
0: I no. I I gave you shit because you were reporting people with very vague that could not be possibly construed unless you were looking at it in a very specific light names and hots. I, I did do that. Yes, I did used to give you
2: shit for that. I am because, overly vigilant about that, but because I don't okay. like people, you know,
0: and that's and that's and I'm not going to just like jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, yeah, I do this all the time. But, you, you know, me, I, I, I you all have heard me like in the post-match, in, like, Warzone, and it's just like, hey, give me give me two minutes, I'm gonna go through this list, I'm pretty certain I saw a bad name in here somewhere. And I'll go through my recently played list, and I do that. I do do that. But it's just, like, this is a... This is a systemic issue that, yes, it is our responsibility as, as good citizens and good denizens of the internet to... Point it out where it exists. But at the same time, it a lot of this falls on whoever is providing XYZ service. Like For a very long time, lots of parts of the internet, um, and I, I speak from experience. I, I used to use, I, and I've said this before, I used to be a 4chan person. I was a 4chan person for a very long time. I didn't like a lot of the stuff that the website eventually became, and I got out of it. I got away from it, and I stopped using it i stopped being involved in it um but for a very long time they have used the shield of we are not responsible for what our users post that is their personal that is their that is their content not ours and that's not right you can't just say hey i'm not responsible for what my players say in voice chat i can't do anything about that that's their opinion not the opinion of xyz corporate
2: entity and so, voice chat is pr- is problematic in the first place because you can just get on and say whatever you want, and it goes mm-hmm. into the ether. And which
0: we actually discussed this recently um, with the Twitch Council. So, when WoW Classic launched, I
3: rolled on the server Fogger <laughs> Now, you can instantly see where that's going to end up going, right? Oh yeah.
1: I forgot
3: about that the server the server was plagued with guilds um, that were using unsavory things yes um, but changing uh, certain letters obviously so it said Nogger instead of other words Um, including things like burn lynch yada 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 and It's it's disturbing to the level that was there on that server. Um, Blizzard took swift action. I will one hundred percent back Blizzard on what they did there. They took swift action, forced name changed, and there was a lot of suspensions that went out to people who didn't comply. there's, there's guilds out there on the server who have obviously changed their names. They've changed them to other things that could very easily, knowing their past, be construed as racist. And you avoid them, uh, but you report them. There are many guilds that I reported when Classic started up purely because of their names and their undertones of what they were doing. But like, like we've said already with reporting names and stuff, there are, there are times where something, if you're looking at it at the the worst possible way, could be construed as offensive and racist, with no with no intentional undertones to it. I think that's an ignorance thing, but it's still something that needs to be taught. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, there there is a risk. I think that's part of what Gav Gav is saying is there needs to be education of the people who are playing the games. It's not just the game company that has to sit there and police it. Like the people themselves have a terms of service that they have to abide by and they have to follow those rules in order to play those games. That's what they click on when they install the game.
3: Earlier, I asked you guys if something was considered offensive because I wasn't sure. You educated me. Perfect education. It's just mm-hmm. being taught, it's being educated about something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I missed that conversation.
2: It, something we're we'll not go going over. to repeat. It. We'll go over it later. We're not going to repeat yeah. it. Well, I, mean, no, we're
1: not... wasn't, I wasn't bringing it up. I was just saying, oh, I missed this conversation. <laughs> I don't know you. Actually, actually that's, that's, there,
3: there, wasn't, that's, there, yeah. there wasn't an intention of being, oh, I'm going out of my way to be
0: offensive. It was a case of, I wasn't sure. I oh, needed someone is, to educate me. And the thing is, is that, it's such a minefield trying to go through, especially with language. It's such a minefield because what might be considered offensive, like racial or otherwise in the U S might not be considered racial or offensive in Canada or Scotland or Albania or Russia. It might not be considered racist or, or prejudice or anything bigoted in these other places. It might just cunt is a perfect example cunt is considered a highly offensive word to a lot of people in the U S to the vast majority of the individuals in the United States of America, but in Australia and in the United Kingdoms, it's not really viewed as a negative word. It's just a word. It's a term of endearment in some cases. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, and that's one of those things. It's like the, especially English is a very complicated language that has very distinct regional issues. Like. Um, I'm, there are some people in the U S that still use some words. There are some, there are some individuals in the black community and some individuals that are not within the black community in the U S that still use certain words that I couldn't use. I wouldn't, I would be looked askance at had I used that Mm -hmm. word. And, and it's, it's not even just
3: uh, that doesn't even just come down. To I'm race. offended you
2: used a scammed. Like, I don't even know what that means.
3: LGBT community. There is words that we will use that if you use,
0: you are extremely you're being extremely offensive. Oh, and it's that, that that's that's a really good one actually. Also, because guess what? One of my favorite words in the world is okay eh? no queer 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 itself means strange, odd, unusual. I like to, it's a fun word. It's just a good word. It's a really, that, really elegant that's word. A, that's a queer looking water bottle. Why is it shaped like that? Yeah. Uh, you're acting very queer today. What's going on? It's just a good word, but I can't, I don't, it's not that I can't, it's that I don't use that word anymore because mm-hmm. I understand that some people have a, that some people have adopted that word for a very specific group of people. And I understand that it's not something I should be using. It's not that I can't use that word; it's just that the word I shouldn't use.
2: Other and, people have weaponized that word it, against other people
0: very much, and we've gotten to a point where that word has now been claimed. And it's the same. It's the same. Uh, it's the same concept that um, African American communities, uh, especially the Civil Rights Movement and groups like that, utilize that same sort of belief and that same sort of that same sort of uh, tactic Can against. Mm-hmm. one. I was uh, say, it, can I can I get stop. a
3: British example of what you're exactly what you're mm-hmm. describing? Um the word fag. We use that as a word for cigarettes. Mm-hmm. That is a word for cigarettes in the UK. It's it's a slang word, but it's a word. But obviously that's been used as a weapon for LGBT. Mm-hmm. So it it's another word that I I can use. I shouldn't. I can. Well
0: for me it's a bit yeah, you know, it, what I mean. it's a bit odd for you, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, and it's just like there's. It just seems like there's a lot of people that don't have the emotional quotient required to understand that they aren't the center of attention, and that just because they can use a word doesn't mean they should be allowed to use a word. Mm-hmm. And I think. I honestly think a lot of the people who use racial epithets probably aren't actually as racist as what that epithet implies them to be. I don't think they do. I think a lot of people are just shock humor and I'm going to say a bad word they their children and they're just saying words because they know it gets awry a rile out of people. I uh, and I'll, I'll draw back on the four chain experience that I've got. Like, there's a lot of words that people would say that it's just basically, oh yeah, I'm saying it for the sake of saying it. I'm, I, you know, I probably don't actually really believe in this stuff, but I'm saying it for the sake of saying it because I know it annoys someone. It'll get a rise out of someone. It gets a rise out of somebody. And I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist. I'm not saying that bigotry doesn't exist. I'm not saying that sexism exists. Doesn't exist. You know, I'm saying that. There is probably a measurable proportion of the people who utilize those words and those things and do those and say those things that there's no teeth behind it at all. But that's, at the same time, that's still damaging. Yeah. It's I mean, still a
2: damaging thing to say. It, it, it goes back to people need to be educated. They need to understand what those words mean and not use them because they're also being cognitive of people or they're they're being thoughtful of other people's feelings and what the you know what those things actually signify and like they shouldn't just be using words just to say words they should know that those words are harmful and hurtful and have been used to hold people back in society and we can't we can't allow that to happen and
0: i i'm going to actually give you an example from my actual life something that i did that i didn't realize i did so Years ago at work, um, I've been at my current job for nearly a decade at this point. Um, years ago at work, I was, and I've was i been a manager almost this entire time. Um, <clears throat> I was leading my team and I was having a very, I was uh, greeting my people as they got in for the day and signing out workloads and things like that. And one of my people was just kind of in a bad mood. They just seemed like they were not in a good mood. And not even thinking, because I use a lot of anachronistic speech in my everyday life, and I, like the word "queer" and things like that. I use a lot of anachronistic words just because I'm weird. I just do it; it just happens. And I looked at her and I said, well, "Why are you in such a black mood today?" As in a dark mood. Uh, she wasn't. She didn't seem like she was happy, and just everything was just kind of. She didn't seem good. And I was just trying to see what was wrong to see if I could have a talk with her, see if I could help her out. She's, she's black. I didn't even think about that. That didn't even click in my head at all. And I got taken in for, for, for a human resources meeting. I, I, there was a complaint that was issued against me and I got taken in for a human resources meeting and I had to try to explain my side of it. And thankfully everybody did kind of understand what was going on and they kind of know my personality, but it's like, in my head, I had that sort of click moment where I was just like, "Oh, yeah, that could actually be construed pretty badly." Yeah, I was just using that in sort of a classical sense. It's like a dark or a gloomy mood, you know. I uh, that oh wow, Jesus Christ! So that that's something that I did. I've done that before, but it's like I looked at that. I took that event as something that I needed to. Not police my language, just be more conscious of the words I used.
3: I mean, we have recorded evidence of me um, when we were talking about the dragon flights. Uh-huh. Out of context, very offensive what I was saying. Yes. Within yes, the context, it, it makes entire sense.
0: Yep. Um, human beings are not perfect. We're, we're We're not perfect people. We make mistakes. We fuck up. We screw up. We say the wrong thing when we meant to say something else. Um, but, well, yeah. I,
1: that, let's recognize that and learn from them. Yeah, it's... It's, no,
0: it's
1: Not all. Most.
0: The majority of people are grown adults, and they learn from their mistakes. They make a mistake and they realize, oh, shit, I fucked up there. Well, god It's like, yeah, I literally sat down and had an, oh, fuck moment. That's actually oh, yeah, that word's not good. Fuck. Like, the context, like, within the context, I was simply asking if she was okay. But, when you take a look at the whole story, it's like, oh, shit, that's not good. And I, she had problems with me for a while, and I sat down and had an adult conversation with her and explained, it's like, I, I wasn't trying to be offensive. I was just curious. You seemed like you were in a bad mood. You and I have had a good relationship up to this point. I was just Trying to see if there was anything, if you needed to talk about anything, or if you just, if there was anything wrong. And I, she and I are still friendly to this day. She's she's one of my favorite people that I work with at this point. Um, but yeah, it's like you can fuck up, and yeah, it's not great. Sometimes you fuck up pretty badly. It's how you learn from what you did, or what you said, or what happened that informs what kind of a person you are. And I think that I honestly don't think that any of this shit that the corporations that these multinational corporations that are faceless entities that aren't actually involved in us as a community or us as people. um, I think all of this is fucking hollow as shit, but that's just me. I think that it's useful in the long term for affecting for potentially affecting some change within the long-term frame of things. But I, I think it's just kind of hollow, to be honest, at the end of the day. I think the important things that happen are gonna come from the personal level. I think yeah. people taking personal responsibility for their actions. And I think uh entities Taking responsibility for what is said or done on their platforms is what's important. And, yeah,
2: what I about. mean, I, I don't think it's a bad thing that companies are coming out and taking a stand and saying oh, this is what we're gonna do about it.
0: But, I, I don't think so either, but I, I'm tired of people phalleting them like this is gonna solve racism, this is gonna solve bigotry, this is this is obviously what we need. And I think it's useful, but I it's don't a
3: think but it's not it's not the end game right. it's a step in the right direction but it is far from the end game
0: 100%
2: i think that
0: i think this is a really important place in time we're in right now and i think that maybe a bunch of honkies that we are sitting here talking about this is good, but what we're doing here is not important on the larger scale of things. No. I think that this is a good conversation for us to have as a group, as as a group of individuals to sort of, have a conversation about where we stand on things. I think we all knew where we stood on these things, but you know, formalizing that conversation amongst us is an important thing. But I think the only way we're going to see actual real changes affected in the world is if everybody has these kind of conversations with everybody. Mm-hmm. That's just me, though.
3: No, I think you're
0: right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so let's take it out on that down note. Um, I hope everybody and I hope everybody had a good couple of weeks. I hope if you went out uh, and were civically active yesterday on Juneteenth, June 19th. uh, Good job. Fantastic. Uh, Love to see that there was a lot of activity here in Houston. Juneteenth is a very big day in Texas, and it has been for a long time um because it's a texas thing it it uh it uh, celebrates a texas thing actually so um just be good to yourselves and uh you know don't don't be a dick just be a good person
2: doesn't take a lot let's take it out on that note
0: let's take it out on that note um so uh that's going to be the show this week, folks. Um, to talk to us uh, at any point during the week, you can find us on Twitter. It's uh, at AzrosCTC. Kevin is, of course, at SwingCat with a K. Chris is at Akari underscore mag. I am at Gavril underscore ET. Neth is at NethWinch. Uh, you can email us feedback about the show uh, or any sort of comments, concerns, questions you may have at feedback at AzerothCTC.com um join us live here on saturdays when we record the show and stream it on azaroth uh, twitch.tv slash AzerothCTC. that's one word uh for links to today's show you can visit the website at www.azerothctc.com. choose your review on soundcloud stitcher itunes whatever there's no outro today folks